right, everybody. Welcome back to the Goosebumps Crew podcast. I am your host, Isaiah Vargas, also known as the Goosebumps channel on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And once again, I am joined by my Goosebumps cohorts, Bjorn Pandelic, Goosebumps Aussie fan, Nick Shaw, Shawin, and Micah, also known as the Ultimate Goosebumps Man. Welcome to another episode. We're going to talk some more Goosebumps today. Are you guys excited? Are you guys excited to talk about some Goosebumps? Always. Yeah! Wow. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. Alrighty, so today on the Goosebumps Crew Podcast, we're going to talk about the Goosebumps movies. Goosebumps 2015 and Goosebumps 2 2018 release. We're also going to talk about some of our favorite sequel books and what books we look would have liked to have had sequels to. But first, let's talk about those movies. Now, uh, I think the best part to start with this topic is what did you guys think when you first heard that a Goosebumps movie was actually going to be coming out? Uh, oh, my. <laughs> oh, my slappy. Uh, <laughs> God, I remember it. it was like it was like late 2013, I think, was when I first heard the rumblings of it. And then in 2014, it was like uh, Rob Letterman's directing, Jack Black's going to be in it. Um, yeah, everything just sort of came together. And I remember like, I just randomly searched it on IMDb one day and like there was already a full list of cast members. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I had like the Haunted Mask, the Creeps, and, like, and I'm thinking they've basically spoiled like what monsters are going to be in this movie. But uh, yeah, I mean, as a Goosebumps fan, like we've been wanting this forever. Like, I mean, there's been so many attempts to do a Goosebumps movie like back in the 90s. I mean, of course, the one I would have loved to have seen back in 1998 i think it was was the tim burton version uh that would have been really awesome and perfect um mm-hmm. for him to do a goosebumps movie but obviously it never really materialized they couldn't really think of a story i think was kind of what happened there but the fact that we even got a goosebumps movie is just amazing you know whether it was amazing or not great like i was just riding that whole hype train the whole way through so yeah it was exciting. funny that you mentioned that because i remember that they also were talking about how george romero was going to originally do a welcome mm-hmm. to dead house adaptation mm-hmm. so yep. that was going to be a goosebumps movie a whole welcome to dead house george romero uh for those of you who somehow don't know who he is he directed night of the living dead he's like the the guy who made the zombie movies night of the living dead dawn of the dead like, him doing Welcome to Dead House, I think, would have been amazing. And it sucks that we didn't get that. But, it wasn't, uh, really like, a full, like, a full-on R-rated version of it, like, with all the gore and stuff as well? Like, <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> I would have liked that. <laughs> hey, we're getting a new Goosebumps movie. Oh, it's rated R. <laughs> it's rated R. <laughs> hey, that's, yeah, that's the, that's the adult horror, Goosebumps man. that we should have got, rather than the Goosebumps series we did get. <laughs> yeah like i agree you know like all i remember was just the excitement i mean i had pure excitement on my face when i saw that big cardboard cutout at the cinema like i was there the day they were setting it up and i remember i went to see the movie pan that uh i can't even remember what it, was in it, now. it was called pan yeah and called uh pan. and i remember the dude was literally setting up the cardboard cutout and i was like oh my god when you're done with that can i have it and he was just like yeah doesn't come out for like another three months but i was like i don't care dude like where do i where do i put my name down (laughs) you let me know i'll be i'll be there i'll be there (laughs) yes i will be there i have a picture i don't care where i'll be there (laughs) oh yeah i'll put 
I'll send the picture to you. You can even put it up on screen. Like literally, I took a photo with that cardboard standing when he finished setting it up. And I was like, oh my god! <laughs> no, I remember that too. I I wish I I got more pictures with a cardboard cut. I don't even think I have the picture anymore. I'm really sad about it. But uh, I remember hearing about the movie. I so obviously, yeah, there was talk about it, um, like before 2014, I think. But it was not until 2014, the summer when Comic Con was going on that uh, I finally, I saw the picture, and I think it was like the LA Times or something, it was some newspaper that put it on Facebook, and it was their front page, it said, Goosebumps Movie with Jack Black, and uh, they had pictures from the movie going on, and it was just like, that was my first look, and it was incredible. And um, it was, I just, I, I, I can't even put into words like how excited I was. You had Jack Black there as R.L. Stein. You had all the monsters there. And then later, uh, the video of the panel came out. <laughs> that, that's a really good picture. Mm -hmm. I like Slappy in his pajamas. <laughs> um, but then you had the, the panel where they had Jack Black and they had Rod Letterman. Uh, and they were talking about the movie. I think they were talking about Pixels, too, because that was coming out around the same time also. Um, but they uh, they brought Slappy on, and they were having a whole bit where like it was like Jack Black was with Slappy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Avery Jones, who was operating Slappy, suddenly took over, and he was like, I'm going to bring out all the monsters. And then all the monsters came out on stage, and it was just like incredible. It was like, whoa, this is amazing. Um it was a really, I mean, leading up to release, that movie got a lot of attention. The first one, that is. Uh, it was everywhere. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about Goosebumps and Jack Black and all that. I mean, uh, it was, I don't know. I just, I remember being so excited for it when, when it uh, when it finally came out. I think I saw it, like, it was my early, it was a month before my 15th birthday no 14th birthday and uh we got to go see it on opening night and that was great moment <laughs> great moment yeah definitely i think the two best times to be a goosebumps fan was like in the 90s during the prime time and just that lead up to that first film like to me i think those were kind of like the two peak times to be a goosebumps fan collector because at least the first movie did a lot of merchandise other than like the new series or the, the sequel but you know, they actually did, yeah, like some promoting and marketing and they actually hyped it up, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it was a great time to be alive. I mean, we got to all experience it. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but then the movie came out. And uh, what are your guys' thoughts, general thoughts, that is uh, on the first one? Because I personally think uh, that it's fine. I think it, in retrospect, is a very flawed but fun movie um and that's a, there's a couple reasons why is because number one it's i mean it's just a fun spooky movie i mean anybody can put it on and have fun it's a nice halloween movie um as a goosebumps fan there's obviously a lot of easter eggs and references me personally the problems are mostly down to the writing i don't think the story is very interesting i think the first third is kind of slow i think it kind of drags a little bit uh and i know you i i know for a horror movie in this case it's not really a horror movie but 
for a movie, you got to build stuff up. I think it just takes a little too long building things up because you go in the Goosebumps movie, you want to see, you want to see the action. You want to see the monsters. Me personally, that's what I want to see. Let's just skip the fluff. <laughs> so, um, but I think overall the movie is very fun. I, I like revisiting every once in a while. I think Jack Black is definitely uh, the best part of the movie. I think Slappy is probably the second best thing about it. Um, there's a lot of charisma coming from him. And uh, I think it is a very fun movie overall. Yeah, the movie itself was fine. Um, I think you're right. In the beginning, they gave you a lot of hype for it. They they really wanted people to see this film and kind of maybe have the second coming of Goosebumps, um, which for a while, you know, it did kind of feel like that because you did see merchandise in stores again. You saw commercials. You saw. So it, it was pretty cool. And obviously, like to get a major motion picture for the first time was really awesome. I mean, for any Goosebumps fan, it would have just been amazing. But I think, honestly, if this would have been a movie in the 90s with Tim Burton, it would have been vastly better. Uh, this mm -hmm. is just content that is right up Tim Burton's alley. I mean, it, it would have been incredible to see what he did with this franchise. But we ended up getting this one, and this one's not terrible. But, like, why did they have to do, like, a CG werewolf? You know, Abominable Snowman, I totally get, but I don't understand why they had to do a CG werewolf. Um, you know, and then you get these really, I don't know if they were intentionally written this way or if it was just like the actress, but the aunt, the, like the weird aunt, who, like, I, I just did not vibe with that character. I was just like, oh my God, I was like, please, please stop. On the please fact stop. that they try to make <laughs> yeah. her, like, her and R.L. Stein, like, a couple in the movie it's just like oh god please stop yeah, it's not funny like, and no. it's funny that you brought up that cg werewolf because there's one scene in the movie i'll never forget it one scene in the movie and i think you guys know what i'm talking about in the grocery mm. store where it looks so fake it looks like a ps2 <laughs> yeah and that's like, what i'm talking about like tonight, and everyone in the theater freaked fans. out about that I remember like the werewolf came out and it was it was like because they were looking through like the monitor like on the in the the store like the ctv cameras or whatever and then yeah. you see the werewolf come in and oh my god well no like, not th not that part it's uh when he so when the it, there's the scene in the movie where champ who's uh, ryan lee's character he fizzes the soda and then the werewolf hears and he walks over when he when he cut to that and he comes out in the middle it's so, oh, I don't know what it is. I don't yeah. know if it's the shadow. I don't know if it's the rendering or something, but it looks so bad. It looks awful. <laughs> and I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the movie where it's like the CG is, I mean, look, they did a lot of effects for this movie. And I'm actually glad that for the most part, um, like Slappy, for example, I'm glad that they kept him practical. Like there's no, this is something that the sequel did kind of wrong is that Slappy in every scene is practical. He is an actual ventriloquist dummy. Um, and there's a lot of other monsters that are mostly in the third act that are like practical, like costumes and makeup effects. And that's good. Unfortunately, a lot of the ones that are front and center are completely CG. The abominable snowman, the werewolf, the praying mantis, they're all CG. And it is very hit and miss 
uh, depending on what scene you're talking about. Um, can we talk about some of the the choices for monsters too? Because <laughs> so okay, Slappy makes total sense. The mm-hmm. fact that he is the he is the front and center, he is the big the big bad guy of the movie. That it makes sense. But there's a lot of things. Okay, so I mean, so we go back to like the hype. You had all these monsters that are in all the promotion, all the advertising, the aforementioned Comic Con, where you had all these characters, these creatures come out. A lot of them are squeezed in the last third in the background. We get the Abominable Snowman, which. Why is the Abominable Snowman such a main, a major character in this movie? Because it can be made in CG. <laughs> yeah, yeah that is why. true. Um, the Werewolf of Fever Swamp. I, I, I get the Werewolf of Fever Swamp, mm. but it's just a werewolf. Mm. It's just a werewolf. That's that's the thing. It's like just like the um, what's another one? The like uh, the Graveyard Ghouls. Yeah, you call them the graveyard ghouls, but they're basically they're just zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's the thing; it's very surface level in a lot of areas, and it's it, it's fitting that Rob Letterman did this and the new series because that's also another Goosebumps adaptation that's very surface level. Oh yeah, uh, and it's funny how you mentioned about the zombies because like a lot of the extras that played the zombies also worked on The Walking Dead. And uh, I remember seeing like a, an interview oh, way back when they were doing press for this, and they actually interviewed some of the zombies, and they even said like, "Oh yeah, when we're finished here, we have to head over to uh, you know the Walking Dead set." <laughs> like, so we don't finish. We, we're doing goosebumps, and then we got to go head over there later. And um, despite the fact that the graveyard ghouls are just generic zombies, can we all agree that the scene with the graveyard ghouls is probably the scariest scene in the movie? <laughs> It yeah, is it is a very nice I mean it's a nice graveyard yeah. set. I like the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um I mean like just I don't know having the werewolf under the bright lights of a grocery store is not as scary as being in a graveyard with zombies coming out of the graves. Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's just like and I don't know. I just I don't find again why is the abominable snowman such a big character in this movie because <laughs> he's, not he's not scary he's not scary like, like you know, it's probably because like one of the writers or something loved that book as a kid and they just wanted to have it front and center maybe it's 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 i don't know it's <laughs> or again it was so weird. Because it's because they could be getting fully cg and it's cheaper than having to show a fully practical creature front and center I love the oh, line in the movie. It's like the abominable snow in Pasadena is like my grandma lives in Pasadena. I stopped reading. I stopped visiting her after I read this book. That's funny though because, because look, all four of us are Goosebumps super fans. But let's be incredibly honest. Are we at all scared by Goosebumps books? Not usually. Depends on the book, but not usually. That's the kind of thing I liked about the movie because it seemed like they were doing like a tongue-in-cheek thing where it was like... Because I think they said when they first discovered the books, they was like, what is he doing with a bunch of kids' books? And then Champ is like, dude, these are not kids' books. Kids' books put you to sleep. These keep you awake. And I'm like... (laughs) 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 
<laughs> well, I mean, oh, I guess God. when you think about it from the mindset of a kid, then maybe. But, like, when you think about it, the mindset of an adult, it's like, no. I don't know. Even as a kid, I didn't really. I was going to say, I found even the cover is more scary than the actual book. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I wasn't scared about any of that. I mean, I, I grew up watching things like Child's Play and It with Tim Curry and, and all these other things. So, Goosebumps was like, that, that really was kid stuff to me to read. I was still, I really enjoyed it, you know, and that's what got me into those other things. But, like, it was like, no, those aren't scary when you compared to other things. So for me personally, anyway, again, it's all based on an individual, you know, what scares somebody else won't scare me probably. Um, but, you know, that's kind of like quoting the Grinch since it's Christmas time. If you all watch the Jim Carrey <laughs> Grinch movie, you know, oh, it, it feels like do. kids these days so desensitized by movies, television. Oh, movies and television. Oh, what do you I don't even get started <laughs> on kids today with that. But can we all agree? How cool was it they actually did a VR experience for the Goosebumps movie? Yes, yeah, so they did a VR for the the praying mantis chase, and that was that was pretty fun. I like that. Um, that was an interesting scene too, because uh, going back to the whole monster topic, is that um, I actually like the praying mantis, mm-hmm. but that wasn't really a big part of the book that's the thing it's kind of like they just they looked at the book and was just like oh there's a praying mantis put it in there's just so put many monsters in. in that book that i feel like they had to kind of just decide one and the mantis but it's also like, weird because it's like cover it, and stuff so it feels surface level but then at the same time you have these really like weird additions like they have the the Annihilator 3000s from the Give Yourself Goosebumps book, Toy Toy Terror Batteries Included. They have Cronby the Troll from another Give Yourself Goosebumps. Yep. So you have you have like these like really surface level things, and but then you have like these like only a Goosebumps super fan would have really known what these characters or, um, were. Another big one was the um plants, like the giant Venus flytraps, so, or like this the giant plants in general. We all there's always a debate of what it is. It's either lost in Sink Eye Swamp, stay out of the basement, or your plant food. People Apparently, when it came out thought it was stay out of the basement. Like behind the scenes and stuff, it's your plant food. That's it's what they're your from. Plant food. But people were actually I, I met a lot of people that thought it was stay out of the basement. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, thought that it too makes at sense first. because it's not the plants themselves, it's the dad, the, the clone yeah. dad. So that makes sense. But um yeah. no, it was just like there was so weird, like I I like it. But, like, I don't know. It was just weird how you'd have something that was just, like, eh, there's this in a story somewhere. But then you had, like, these really, like, really detailed ones that you probably wouldn't know unless you really read the books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, like, but that's wait, another thing. No, I feel like... Wait, what? You Go had ahead. also, like, the haunted mask in the background of the third act. And that's, like, one of the best... Nick, you're... <laughs> <laughs> Nick is really upset about that. <laughs> no! Because you had, yeah, you had the haunted mask. You had the jack, the jack o' lanterns. You had the executioner. You had the the creeps. The the the, the, creeps. the creeps. The body squeezers. Like the like, you had all these cool monsters, and they're like not really in the movie that much, and that kind of stinks. Yeah. It's just like I don't know. I'm glad oh. they're there. I wish there was more of them. No, I, I don't know what kind of part they would actually play if they did get that front runner position. 
Um, but I feel like they could have, you know, contributed more to not only just, you know, the story itself, but the fandom. Because, mm-hmm. again, not many want to see the Abominable Snowman. I yeah. mean, yeah. that's... I'd rather have the Abominable clearly. And I think a majority would agree, because it's more of an iconic book. It's more mm-hmm. of an iconic character. Yeah. Also, I think, like, actually, I was talking to Bjorn once. I think it was Bjorn who mentioned this, but, like, a cool way they could have incorporated the haunted mask into the movie is, like, maybe it's just the mask that comes out of the book, and near the finale, it attaches itself to Stein. And, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't like that. To, to Stein or, or even to, kids, um, like, uh, what was Odea Rush's character? At, um, Hannah. Hannah. Hannah, yeah. You know, she was a Goosebumps character. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't know if people know this. If you don't know, uh, viewers, if you don't know this, Hannah's actually supposed to be the character from The Ghost Next Door. It's not just some random ghost. It's actually the main character from The Ghost Next Door. That is a cool reference. I like that. Yeah, there's a few things, look, I would have changed. Like, for instance, the executioner should have been used as the big strong man that, like, pushes him around. Like, he should have grabbed Stein and he's like, come with me. Like, you know, like, because he was yeah, so big and here. strong. Mm-hmm. I, I, in my head, I was like, I imagine there's going to be a scene where, like, they get captured by the monsters. And, like, he's kind of like the one that, like, lifts up the kids and, like, walk, you know what I mean, walks mm-hmm. off with them. Like, there's so much they could have done with him. And another thing I would have changed was, I would have tried so hard to get some of those actors from the original show to cameo in this. Like, yeah. I would have tried, you know, that would have been so cool. Like, even just little things, like the principal could have been like, I don't know, Billy from Welcome to Camp Nightmare, Kai Eric Erickson. It could have been him that played the principal. Like, you could have had just a couple actors, or like, you could have had, you know, like from the main episodes, of course, like the more nostalgic, iconic ones. Well, let's be honest. The best, one of the best scenes in the movie is R.L. Stein's cameo at the end. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that in the theater. I thought that was a really, really funny scene because it's Jack Black is R.L. Stein and then R.L. Stein is Mr. Black. Mm-hmm. Like, that's funny. But also, yeah. did you guys notice that they say he's the drama teacher? And I wonder if that is a joke because Arl Stein is a notoriously bad actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other reason I think that may be a joke is because, like, in the scene where Stein goes to, like, start typing, it's The Shining as the play. <laughs> yeah, they did a lot of, uh, in both movies, they did a lot of uh, jokes about Arl Stein being similar to Stephen King, which, is, I mean, it's it's true. <laughs> like, I like... How- I just love the scene in, uh, actually play himself in the movie. This is just a <laughs> testament to uh, how great I think Jack Black does in the movie because in the scene where they're in the car and Zach brings up uh, <laughs> that he's like, stop trying to be Stephen King and he just slams the brake and he's like, let me tell you something about Stephen King. He's like, Stephen King wishes he could write like me. Like, that is a... <laughs> and then Zach I just, sold way more books than him, but nobody ever talks about He's just like way more books. <laughs> the funniest thing about that is like it's not if he doesn't say Stephen King, he calls him Steve King. Yeah, Steve King. Yes. Like he's like trying to like bring him down a notch. Like he's not even there. Steve King. <laughs> yeah. I just love that Steve King wishes he could write like me. <laughs> oh my god! I, like, I even like. The theater, everyone in the theater laughed during that scene, I must admit. The the moments in the movie where people just lost, like, their shit was that scene, number one. Like, that whole scene, like, and the scene in the 
in the grocery store where the um, drool was dripping down on the Jack Black's oh. face. And he's like, there was a guy in the front row. And I swear to God, when that scene was happening, all you heard was, <laughs> like, so loud. Oh. Everyone else was kind of, <laughs> but this guy just, for whatever reason. No, I'm just like, oh, I hate, I hate saliva so much. So like that scene, I'm just like, oh God. <laughs> no. CGI saliva. It was CGI. Oh, more CGI. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, the thing is like, as well, like the shame about it is like all the practical monsters, they look so good in the movie. Like the creeps are phenomenal. The creeps oh, are probably my favorite designs in the movie. Murder like, the Clown looks really good. It's not really an iconic monster, but it's a great design. And he's not I even the villain of the book. Like, <laughs> well, and that's <laughs> that's the great thing. That's why I wish the haunted mask was in the movie because it's it's an actual like makeup effect, and it's the real. It's like a face. It's not a mask. It's like how it is in the book. It becomes your face. Um, and yeah, it, I I understand that. Number one, you can't incorporate everything into the plot. There, you do have to, you know, push some to the side. I understand that. I also understand, and this maybe is the reason why, but they're making a movie for general audiences, and we know all these monsters, but like maybe a bunch of other people don't. So maybe that's why they kind of. <laughs> Maybe that's why they tried to keep it kind of surface level, kind of safe in terms of like the ones they really focused on. And then the ones in the backgrounds are just for like the fans. I don't know. It, it, that's what I think. It makes sense. I mean, but Maybe, but at the same time, when you think about it, I mean, if I went to just a, a general person, they're going to know who Slappy is, most likely, mm-hmm. if they've heard of Goosebumps or even watched the old 90s show. Mm-hmm. And 100%... We'll know him and as well as the Haunted Mask because the Haunted Mask was the first episode to air. It was also mm-hmm. so iconic to a lot of people. I mean, to a lot of uh, mask makers today, I mean, that episode inspired a lot of people in the mask making. Like, mm-hmm. it was crazy how many. Um, even some prop makers today, which hopefully in a future episode, as we do our artist series, I got a few people lined up including prop makers who can talk about that. But, like, I, I feel the Haunted Mask should have been a bit more upfront. People know who that character is. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. I said, you know, honestly, like, their makeup and design for it, uh, was it as good as the 90s one? Of course not, in my opinion. But, you know, that's here nor there. It's hard to beat that kind of design. But they did better in terms of actually referencing how it looked in the book. Yeah, because mm-hmm. in the movie it looked more like it was like it kind of looked like a more exaggerated version of the '90s show design. To an extent, yeah. yeah I mean, but this one it was just like it was very much more close to the face. It mm-hmm. did look like it was an actual face. Like, it had like veins on it. Yeah, like, it was like yeah. it was very organic looking, and it's like I love that. This is why I kind of wish it it wasn't just in the background. Um, yeah, we need to talk about the lawn gnomes. Something like that. That's what bothers me too. Like. These CGI characters are so easy to make, and it, like we mentioned, it's very bad in parts. But all those uh, monsters that were made up, actually, who were there, prosthetics and everything like that, they looked amazing. Like, why would you not want to put more shine and emphasis on those rather than your CGI ones? We need to talk about the lawn gnomes because I I just remember that they're in the movie. Um, that scene 
was in all the advertising. Like, all the advertising was this scene where they go against the lawn gnomes because they're cute. Look at it. They're cute. They're so small. One of the original is that actual, props from the movie. I was about to say, is that actually a prop? That's cool. That's a prop. Do you want to see the certificate, the little, the little prize winning thing? Sure. <laughs> I'll uh, go get it. I'll get the whole thing. <laughs> but, um, no, I, uh. I don't know. I just I remember that being in all the advertising and it's like again, it's such a weird pick for like one of the main focuses cuz not only are they there, I mean they're kind of like the little minions of the movie. That's kind of that's kind of how I see them. They're like the minions of Goosebumps. Oh, I like I like that scene. Honestly, I like that scene. There was a oh, lot of I good like it too. I just where, like, it's... Know was on Science face and Champ just like whacks him in the face with a frying well, pan. That's where the gremlin sort of flavor in this movie comes out cuz yeah, I really like how dark that scene is cuz they're like they're like Champ's like shoving one into the garbage disposal yeah. and then they throw him in the oven yeah. and they're just like they're like there's also that there's also a nice little reference to Gulliver's Travels in there cuz that was another movie Jack Black was in. Yeah. Have that kind of thing where you tie them down and stuff. Yeah. And those were probably, even though those were CG too, they probably were the best looking CG in the movie. Like mm-hmm. I thought, like they were probably the the best looking CG characters in the movie. And, like I love like the way they did it too. Like when they move their like joints, like crack and break and stuff like that. Like, I think that was a really cool thing they did with that oh. idea. Yeah. Um, oh, also, there was the blob in the movie. The blob they ate everyone, and I remember there was a few people who were really upset that it wasn't monster blood, because that would have had probably just as much effect. But at the same time, again, it's not as iconic, I don't think, at least not to people who haven't been longtime fans. Mm. So I think putting it in would kind of confuse people. It's just easier to say, here's the blob, um, because then you 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 get it, you you know what it does. But I think the CG on the blob looked pretty good as well. I like, thought that looked good too. The blob and the gnomes were like the the better looking CG thing. And like, I think, yeah, and also bad, I think yeah. the CG I think like kind of weird was when it took Jack Black. Like that moment where it kind of absorbed him looked really bad. Like that's really I like that it turned into a mouth though. Like when he when he was about to like actually like swallow him, it yeah. looked like a big mouth. I like yeah. that. And also, I love this, though. I love the way that it had the monsters, like, emerging from the books. Like, how, like, the ink and stuff just, like, rises off and, like, swirls together. Like, that was super cool. Well, the thing is that I like this idea. Like, I love the idea of, like, this sort of Jumanji slash Gremlins thing uh, with Goosebumps. Like, where you open the book and, yeah, like, the ink swirls and it makes the monsters. That's a clever idea. And especially, again, when they, like, get sucked back into the books. Like, that's equally as cool. Um, that's why I personally think the climax is one of my favorite parts of the movie is just because I like how all of them get sucked back in. I like the praying mantis because it's so big that it's like limbs are turning the ink and it's just like, ah, <laughs> like the scene where he just, it, his head just like melts. Like that was really cool. Well, yeah. Cause like he, his head is just like stuck out of the book and he's just like, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, and then it just like, yeah, like. This movie had, like, some dark moments in it. Like, that's why I like... That's why I, I have fun with this movie. Slappy is probably the... I, I know I said Jack Black was my favorite part, but Slappy is, like, my close second. Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we mentioned this in an earlier episode because we ranked our the Slappy adaptations. And even though I said that this Slappy from the first movie is probably my least favorite, I still really like it. Mm-hmm. 
I like how he's going around town just like doing stuff. I love that he's uh he just like is throwing books out the car, like he's driving around town in the car and he's throwing books out. He's just like, I'm driving myself crazy. <laughs> Yeah, Slappy was good. Like, my only problem with Slappy is his design. Like, he's much more book accurate, but he's just way too, like, watered down and kid-friendly. Like, he's not creepy in the slightest bit in the movie. Photoshop those eyes on movie Slappy and see what he looks like. <laughs> That's the thing. These are, like, I, books. Yes. I actually think creepy. that the... I think the TV show Slappy, and I think I mentioned this before, too, but I actually think the TV show Slappy from the new show actually looks a lot better than the movie does oh i agree because it just yeah, looks more creepy. it just looks creepier like if you if you put both of those together like the the new slappy keep that thing far away from me i don't want to run into that thing um oh, man all i can say is this i wish that for uh, goosebumps 2 that and they would have had instead of the monsters coming out of the books they come out of the original tim jacobus paintings Mm, that would have been neat it would have made more sense like at the um, scholastic hq like in the basement like they come down and they see all this like like um paint like dripping and they're like wait what's all this thing they, they kind of like in the original show how they'd always step in a puddle of paint they'd always step in a puddle of goo they step mm-hmm. in a puddle like literally of like different colored paints and go what's happened and then all the goosebumps paintings they're still up there but the monster bugs bunny comes out because this is space jam now welcome to the space oh, dude, jam. i don't know when you said like basement i just was thinking oh, no. like this is just the plot of space jam too <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know because think about it if you're going down to the basement where they keep like tim's art and things like that and it's dark and stuff. Imagine chicken, chicken coming out of the dark. You know what I mean? <laughs> That'd be scary. That'd be scary. It's like, it's like, I'm like, in a bad book. They could turn that into a creepy monster. I tell you, that could look so terrifying. Uh, help me, my book sucks. Could you imagine a 20 foot tall chicken, chicken instead of the prime manners? My God. That'd be like, like how well, I mentioned this before, but I think it would have been really cool. Um, and we'll we'll talk. You know what? I'll save this for when we talk about Goosebumps too. Um, but there were some there were some things I would have liked uh, the movies to go if they were going to do sequels. Um, before we move on, though, what did you guys think of the human characters? I know we talked we talked about Jack Black already. What do you think about the kid characters? Because I I don't gel with them to be honest. I like Champ. I know I like, I'm kind of in a minority, but I actually think Champ is my favorite of the kid characters because I just like his charisma. I think Ryan Lee does a really good job playing him. Um, Dylan Minnette and Odea Rush are just, I don't know, they're there. They don't really seem scared or really they, that emotive, to be honest. I, I, mm-hmm. I like Dylan's character, but the problem was with Zach that they tried to do this whole my dad's passed away thing and make you connect with him. And, and but it was really just like a, a throwaway thing for his character. Cause they didn't truly nothing with it. I mean, they kind of did, but not to the extent where you're going to feel something when that moment came, it, it really was like a, like well, yeah, really, there's no payoff. It's really there for him to get to have Stein open up and connect to them. Well, yeah, right. but, but that, it, there's no payoff because they're just That's like, fine. Cause yeah, cause so he confronts him. He's like Jack, Jack Black, your your daughter's a fake. Your daughter's not real. 
And then they have that whole thing where Jack Black's like, yeah, but she's real to me. And then they're like, oh, yeah, my dad died. So, yeah. like, okay. I, what I does that have to do with, like, what does that have to do with it? Like, hey, can you, can you write my dad into a story and bring him back? No. Yeah. I can only write women. Well, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, stars of the movies are the monsters, right? Well, did you guys ever wonder, like, other monsters? Did you guys ever wonder how that works? Because it's like we, so we we establish in the movie that she doesn't age, and it's like, but then he brings her back at the end, like, like so she gets sucked into the book, but then he brings her back. He writes another book, and he then she's back, and it's like, well, is she gonna still? stay 16 forever like this is really weird that's kind of ambiguous like i, I don't know he, I mean, he may have written her so that she can actually age or something like that i don't know well, yeah but... that's the thing it's like do you have to like <laughs> do you have to like write certain things about it like it's really odd mm-hmm. i do kind of like the, the typewriter. can you please write her to be over 21 now <laughs> i think the typewriter in the movie is supposed to be like writer from blob that ate everyone like i'm not yeah. sure but that's the thing. Like it was so hits. weird. They didn't explain that either. It's just like, mm. oh, I have a magic typewriter. That's they it. Kind of, well, they kind of threw that away too, because they, I think he vaguely mentioned like, it's that specific typewriter with his yeah. specific like storytelling. So yeah, it's like, and then like, because they're like, only I can do it, and then they're it's like, only I can do it. It's a combo of the two. That's yeah. as far as they went with it. Yeah, they were just, but they're just like, oh, you can write it now. And he's like, okay, I guess I can, I guess I can write books yeah. now. It's like, yeah. so they're, they're not consistent. But going back to Zach, it's like, he's such a blank slate of a character. Because, yeah, the, so his dad dies, but that doesn't have any bearing on the plot. What do you have left? They're like, because mm-hmm. Hannah is like, oh, he keeps calling him scaredy cat. He's like, is he really scared? I don't think he's really that like scared he's the whole time. Or that bedazzled New York. He cat. looks like a jock. Like I don't believe that this mm-hmm. kid would be getting picked on. Like I, uh, I don't think Dylan Manette's getting picked on in high school. He does. Watch the watch the deleted scenes. Like that bully character, the jock who's literally called the jock in the script. Yeah. Um, he bullies him. Like in well, the no, I mean scenes. like I mean like I don't think Dylan Manette would be the kind of guy who'd be getting picked on in high school. That's yeah. that's the thing. He's the cool kid. He's yeah, cool he's the cool kid. That's why. It's just, like, it's so odd. But, um, no. You and... gotta talk about that Prey Mantis eating the, eating the guy, or... <laughs> or, or uh... Well, in a minute. <laughs> I just, I'm gonna finish it. my thought really quick. But, uh... <laughs> I love how you put that. We gotta talk about that Prey Mantis eating that guy. <laughs> yeah, I remember but, when um... you mentioned... <laughs> no, just to, just to finish, um, just because... Zach's whole motivation, his his buildup as a character, is very reminiscent of what a Goosebumps book does for a protagonist. Because, I mean, to be honest, a lot of Goosebumps protagonists are blank slates. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all kind of the same kid. Maybe they get picked on. Maybe they're kind of like, or they're moving into a new town. Or they got, I don't know. I mean, Has there ever been a Goosebumps book with a missing father? I don't know. I don't think so. So, but, actually, like... If you see the haunted mask, I mean, like you never see Carly Bet's dad, but he's yeah, mentioned. that's true. But they yeah, don't—they never I say like business trip or something. Yeah, it's always like a business trip or something. I think Stein has a way of writing where I think he said it himself, where he's like, when he writes a book, he doesn't want to like 
really bring like hard realities in. He kind of wants it to remain a fantasy. So if it means a working class family where there's no trouble, (laughs) then so the 2023 series, the worst TV series. Yeah, Yeah. that was like. (laughs) Like, that was the first time I ever saw adultery in a Goosebumps story. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. First, first time you saw two dudes making out as well. <laughs> in a Goosebumps series. That's like, why it's weird. It's like, when we get outside the books, all of a sudden we're getting, like, things we are like, oh, yeah, we've never seen something like that before. We've never seen a dead father or a or a gay couple or something like that. Yeah. But, oh, um... Man. No, that that is well. Getting back into the dark aspects of the movie, there's a scene where a kid gets sucked out yes. by the praying mantis, and I always and look, this is just the cynical like teen, young adult in me. I I wish that kid died. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that kid just died. You don't see him again. Yeah. You don't even see it happen. He just gets sucked out, and that's it. His character's gone. But no, he's in a body cast in the end, and I'm like, boo. Yeah, I was like, teacher of the class, I was taking over. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. He became the teacher. He did. Right at the end. Yeah, right Getting... at the end. He becomes the teacher. I just find it, I don't know. It's, it's a, like I said. The 90s show killed him, but it just, they didn't show it. So oh, the yeah, movie. there was no blood or anything. Old story. Old story showed on Dahlia getting killed. <laughs> that yeah. was, oh, I like yeah. that. That that's is probably the, that's the best part of that really awful episode. Up. I like old story, honestly. I rewatched I it recently. I, I don't. think it's a fun one. I think I, I don't it's like that. It's like the weirdest one I think they ever did. Oh, it's weird. Oh, no doubt about that. <laughs> There's no Man, doubt about that. You don't think about it, but like, as an adult, you sure do, because it's, it's literally just. It's aunt pimping out her nephews to her old bitty friends. It's, it's child it, trafficking. It's doesn't literally the story child say trafficking. like they it's don't actually? Doesn't the story it's implicate that they don't actually know if like she's their aunt or if the parents even know that well, she's there? The, I mean, the short story it's confirmed that she wasn't their aunt. She's just this like witch who goes around families posing as an aunt. Honestly, the <laughs> fact that it is someone who's related to them is honestly creepier because I'm like, those are your those are your actual nephews. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to the movie. Um. I don't know. I mean, we we kind of talked about everything we could talk about. But it, one thing it, I do want to bring up quickly. Oh. Is the plot hole when they're writing the book? Why didn't they just write down all the monsters except, except Hannah? Hannah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's such an easy little fix they could have like, done. It's like you <laughs> like, know. You, you you could have fixed this all. <laughs> you I guess the, I guess the final conclusion. You need to work is, on your writing skills. What is your what is your what is your final review for the film? For me, seven point five out of ten. I'd say a seven. I like I said, I have a lot of fun with it. I just think that as a movie, let, let's put it this way: as a Goosebumps movie, it's fun. As a movie, it's okay. Because, I mean, it's not a great written movie. And there's a lot of things in it that don't make any sense. But it's fun. I like it. I really do. I watch it every Halloween. 
Yeah, I would say I really like it too. I think it's like a 7.5 out of 10. Even though I don't know if you guys have ever read the second draft script, but I know Bjorn made a video on it a while back. But like, I read the second draft script and I wish that was the movie. That would have been so much oh, better because it was darker, it was scarier, there was more monsters yeah. recognized, like Cuddles and Cuddles uh, is in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and like the execution has a bigger role too. Like yeah. it's just like ringing the town bell. Oh, it's more of a yeah, it's like more they of actually, and he actually like read the words to bring Slappy to life. Like he's in the display case yes. and they read magic words. Mm-hmm. It's it's more of a goosebumps movie. Like and my favorite part from that second draft script is literally the scene where they have the cops like on the ground and Cuddles is like over the top of them, like holding them down while Slappy's like telling them like I'm in charge now. Like it's just way cooler. Like it's yeah, like you said, it's edgier, it's darker. And I love like even like when Slap the movers, like the opening scene with the movers in that script is awesome as well. Well, and that's interesting oh, because that was adapted into the video game. The video game starts with um, uh, it was it's the scene with the movers and they see Slappy in the back, uh, with the cuckoo clock and all that stuff. Like, and I know that, like there wasn't an, and on the Blu-ray of the movie there was they actually had like the alternate opening where it was the mm-hmm. movers where they discover Slappy yeah. in the back and stuff like. Yeah. Um. I wish they kept some of that, but hey. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's just there's something there's so much about the movie I wish that could have been done. I try to see the movie as it is, but yeah, there. I mean, for a Goosebumps movie, you want more. You want more fan service, and not. I mean, there's already a lot of fan service, but you know what I you know what I mean. Easter eggs, though. So I wouldn't really say it's fan service. It's mostly Easter eggs. Yeah, that that's is. their version of fan service. That. It's not our version of fan service, though. Even the movie novel was a little different. The movie novel was slightly different to the movie. Yeah. Like, it was a little, little bit darker. One part I love in the movie novel is when they're sucking all the monsters back in, and Slappy's, like, trying to... Instead of, like, hitting Stein and holding on to him, he's, like, trying to crawl, and Stein just walks up, and he just stops on his fingers, and he's like, now we're even, because he breaks his fingers. Yeah. Slappy breaks Stein's fingers in the movie, which I was actually kind of like, oh, my God. Like, that's kind of violent. <laughs> but I love in the book because, uh, well, in the movie, I love that scene, too, because he tears Slappy off him and then he kicks him in the face and then he hits a tree on the way to the book. <laughs> but uh, but the book, the and novel. Like, that line, thing. The Slappy's not happy. Neither is Stein. Yeah, he just decks him <laughs> in the face and then he, and on top of that, and then he hits a tree and he's like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, like oh, that I was like, it. dang, that's violent for a goosebumps. See movie. you in your dreams. That's a great line. Like, what a way to like bring Slappy out of the movie. Like, that was a he came in great and he came out great. Like, he thought I don't he was know. Freddy Krueger in the end, though. He thought he was Freddy Krueger. <laughs> See you in your dreams. Yes, a lot. <laughs> mine's a little harsher than you guys. Like, I, I give it maybe like a six point five. Six even like is closer, so it's it's like a weak point five, but still a point five. Everything discussed, mm-hmm. just because there's things I would like to have seen differently, storylines I would like to have changed in it, things like that, to make it more goosebumps. And you know, it's something that uh, we touched on in the previous video. It was boss slappy. It wasn't true slappy. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. it was just it was boss slappy as he drove around drove around his car and you know was chauffeured everywhere and then told people what to do you know he was like, why does the werewolf just freaking eat him i didn't see magic <laughs> happen. i didn't see slappy like being truly slappy-esque 
being really evil, being a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. but that will lead into the other slappy that we get in Goosebumps Halloween. Did you guys Halloween. ever think that Jack Black doing slappy sounded a lot like Mark Hamill's Joker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. Like, yeah. it just kind of came out of it being like, well, Jack Black would be a really good Joker. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's move on to Goosebumps 2. Uh, so this movie came out three years after the original. Um, it didn't have a lot of marketing behind it like the original. Um, in fact, I remember, I think the first look at it was very out of nowhere. Eh, it wasn't out of nowhere. There was a few, like, behind-the-scenes uh, or, like, kind of set photos that came out on, uh, there was a new director this time around, Ari Sandel, uh, was kind of posting some stuff on his social media, but then we got the teaser, I think, that April, and it was just Slappy being like, oh, there's a new movie coming out, watch it, <laughs> um, but I remember you and me, Bjorn, yeah, um, well, so, this movie went through a lot of production changes, because originally, it was supposed to be Goosebumps 2 Horrorland. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be a Horrorland movie. And we didn't get that. And it pisses me off. Literally. Yeah, it pisses because a lot of us off. <laughs> I once had an idea. I think I had like a plot. I, I just was feeling like creative when I first heard about this and I just wrote out a whole plot synopsis and for the most part I'm kind of like not really happy with it now but one of the things I had was that Goosebumps Horrorland it's a continuation from the original Jack Black's missing and the invisible boy is the one that's unleashed he's still out there and he opens the one day at Horrorland book he opens the book and all of Horrorland comes out. The entire mm. park comes out of the book. And then the whole movie is them traversing the park, trying to find him. And there's all these other monsters there. Like, you have the opportunity to go a little more in depth with like what you can show in terms of fan service. Uh, and I think that plot thing I made had the climax with Cuddles as like a godzilla size <laughs> monster. <laughs> And it's just, like, ravage. It's, like, knocking over, like, rides and stuff like that. It's sort of, like, reminiscent of what the 2016 Ghostbusters uh, ended with, with the giant monster, the giant ghost, uh, but with a giant hamster. <laughs> but uh, but we didn't get Goosebumps Horrorland. Uh, we got Goosebumps Haunted Halloween. Um, and I don't know, guys. I think I actually really like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the general consensus is that movie. the general consensus is that Goosebumps 2 is an inferior movie to the original. Now, I'm not denying that there are many things that the original does better than the second one. And I don't know. I'm I'm hesitant to say whether I think the second one is a better movie. Or at least one that I like more. But the thing about Goosebumps 2, and you said it, Bjorn, is that it feels more like Goosebumps Mm -hmm. than the first movie does. It is more cheesy. It has a little... The kids are younger. They're actually kids and not high schoolers. That thing I like. Well, maybe they're high schoolers. I don't know. They seem more like middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. Or at least, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Slappy is more 
of not only an anta- like a main antagonist, but it feels more like Slappy. Like the first half of this movie, honestly, seems like it was going for a Night of the Living Dummy sort of adaptation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just kind of feels more in tune with like the 90s TV show. And whether or not that's a detriment, whether you consider that a, a plus or a negative, that depends on you. But uh, but I like Goosebumps too. I like that um, it has, I like that it's a Halloween movie. Like it's an actual Halloween movie. Um, I like that even though it kind of retreads a lot on the first movie where you have like a bunch of monsters and leashed on a small town. I like that it's Halloween decorations coming to life as opposed to just coming out of the books. Um, and again, I like that Slappy is more of an antagonist in this movie. He feels like he is more front and center. Like he's actually the mastermind of it all. That's what I like personally. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, just talk about that one scene in that auditorium. And that says that says it all about <laughs> Slappy in this one where he's like the kids up on the stepladder and then he like pulls the screw out and then he falls to his like that was like how how high do you reckon that stepladder like, was? That, that should have paralyzed. Like, yeah. Like, like and, and like, the way he looks at him, like when he hits the ground, he just kind of stares at him with these wide eyes. Even just when he walks into the auditorium and the doors just shut behind him and he's just standing there like not moving and you're like whoa like it's a bit eerie like well, what's the great thing like about slappy, slappy in this movie is that he is he is magic like that's the thing people forget is slappy is magic he can do anything he wants he can turn people into dummies he can move stuff i mean bring things to life he can bring things to life um and that's all in this movie um and i like that they 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 go into that a lot more and yeah there's a m- many scenes where he's just walking around being creepy like that auditorium scene yeah um or, um there's another, another scene, scene where he is it's at night and because he reveals himself pretty early like once these kids find him these two the the the, the three characters in the movie there's these this kid uh who's played by Jeremy Ray Taylor his friend Sonny and his sister Sarah they're the three main characters in the movie now, Sonny and... Uh, no, Sonny is Jeremy Ray Taylor. Who is... Uh, Sam. 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 That's who it is. Sam. Okay. So Sonny Rose. is Jeremy Sam. Ray Taylor, and then Sam is the best friend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sonny and Sam, they are trash collectors, which I actually really like. Already, I mean, they have more characters than the three main characters in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the fact that these kids are, like, rummaging through, like, old houses, finding junk, like, that's that's funny to me. Yeah. Uh, but they find Slappy, and he reveals himself pretty early that he's alive. He's just like, hey, I'm alive, and as long as you do what I tell you to, I'll help you out. Um, and there's this one scene in the movie where it's nighttime, and all the characters are asleep, and it pans over, and Slappy's in bed, and he's like, he looks like he's sleeping, and then all of a sudden he's just like, he mm. just... Oh. That was like, so just sits up, and he just walks around the house like at night, looking at everything he's just like he's looking over the sister's bed he's just like and that's like (laughs) haunting (laughs) that is that was like perfection when i saw that that straight out of like night of the living dummy 2 like exactly that was to the episode because there's a bunch of like pov shots with like the blue lighting and stuff so i wonder if that was an homage to the dummy 2 episode i don't know but it it just felt like 
that's what I mean when I say this feels more like Goosebumps than the first movie does. It just has that feel to it where it's like it's eerie. It's scary looking, but it's not too scary. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. There's kind of a balancing act when it comes to Goosebumps. Like, yeah, we 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 would like it scary because we're adults. But at the same time, Goosebumps is a kid's franchise, so you kind of have to balance like how scary you can get. I feel like this movie in those scenes, that was perfect. Mm-hmm. Because it's eerie, yeah. but it's not like there's no gore or anything. There's no... Like, yeah, you have this kid, you have Slappy, like, put this kid in traction, but it's, like, not, there's no blood or anything. But it's yeah. scary, because you're, like, he, he maybe won't kill you, but he'll, he'll fuck you up. <laughs> I mean, he could like, kill you. If he really wanted to, he could kill you in this movie. He like, could kill you. He could, yeah, if, yeah. if he wants to kill you, he will. Um, but even there seems like he turns the mom into a dummy in this movie, and it's, like, that's creepy right there. It's even creepier than the episode of, uh, I think, what was it, the third I mean, one? It was, yeah, not literally. Like, it's creepier in the movie than it is in the book, and then uh, in the episode. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I just, I don't know. It's just every time, I, I I hear people all the time are like, Goosebumps 2 is awful, and I was like, I, I like it. Now, to be fair, it has worse effects. <laughs> the yeah. CGI, if you thought the CGI was bad in Goosebumps 1... It's really bad in Goosebumps 2. It looks like a Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> Especially on yeah. Slappy. There are shots of Slappy as CGI, and that is terrible. Like That's the thing. So remember, if you guys remember earlier, I said that Goosebumps 1 Slappy is 100% practical. There are no CGI shots. In Goosebumps 2, they try to keep it practical, but number one, it's not as well done as Goosebumps 1. And there are scenes where they make him CG, and it is painfully obvious. Like, there's a scene where he's getting off of, like, a bed, and he's walking, and it's like, that looks so bad. It doesn't look natural at all. <laughs> I remember that. He's, like, talking to Sonny and Sam, and he's like, you bring me, you brought me to life and stuff like that. And he stands up, and the camera's, like, right in front of him, and he's just... Fully beamed in light, CGI slappy. He doesn't even look fully rendered. He's moving around too fluently. It's like he's a dummy. He's puppet. It looks like a cartoon. Yeah, it looks like what we said earlier. It looks like a PS2 graphic. It looks like like Goosebumps on the PS2. That movie came out so fast. Like, do you remember when did they start filming again? It was like it was like 2017, but it also had a way less budget than the first one did. Yeah. Um, they had to change it from Borderland because the budget was lower. I can't even find a low budget as an excuse, though, because mm-hmm. the '90s show had a really, really tight budget, and they did amazing things. Yeah, what they had to work with. Yeah. And was it now, and you know, in this day and age, that a movie like that can't, even with a lower budget, can't make something as magical as something in the, back in the '90s? Right. And yeah. like. Newer movies today, like Marvel's gotten a bad rap a lot lately for really bad CG. And to be fair, it's because it, it is bad CG. It is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But at Both the same not. time, we got Godzilla Minus One, which is getting great reviews. And it's CGI, like for the budget it had, looks better than a lot of shits Marvel's been putting out lately. Oh. So, I mean, it's, it's really up to like who you get to do these projects 
Well, and I mean, you look at something like the Chucky, like Chucky, like the things like that. So, well, like the Chucky TV series is like one thing that comes to mind. It's like Chucky has always been practical. Yeah, he's always been an animatronic. It's always been an animatronic and a really good animatronic too. So I'm just kind of like, why can't you do the same for Slappy? I know that obviously you can't. You obviously can't always have it be just a ventriloquist dummy because you're doing all these dynamic shots. But like, try to make it like an animatronic so it can at least it at least it feels like it's there. Mm-hmm. When I see it in CG, I'm like, okay, then that's not there. That's not real. So I don't know. It just it didn't. There's one scene where he's on the car. So like, okay, you have this scene on where he's on the car, which is a really good scene. I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, where he smashes on the windshield, and at first it's practical, but then when he starts pounding on the glass, it's CG. Oh, and there's yeah. like you, you see like I'll probably I'll put it up by here. Like okay, so compare this scene where he is he falls on there, he's just on there, and then compare it to this scene, this in the same scene, this part in the same scene, and it's like night and day. It mm-hmm. it looks so obviously terrible. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's not just him. It's a, a lot of the different creatures. I mean, I mean, you look oh, at um, the Bongo Snowman, the Bongo Snowman and the werewolf, which is like, yeah. why are they in the movie again? They don't do yeah. anything. <laughs> why are they in the movie? It's just like and that you know what? That's the funniest thing about Goosebumps, too. So, OK, this small convenience store has this Halloween section and then all of a sudden Slappy because Slappy's walking down it and he looks over and there's this goosebump section and it's got the abominable snowman and the werewolf and it's like and the mummy no no freaking way <laughs> it hasn't been that since the 90s and yeah. they didn't even have a werewolf of fever swamp mask or, or an abominable snowman mask yeah like and like and why reuse the same monsters? Like, why can't you just give us new monsters? Like, this this movie would have been a well, shoe in to part, have, like, does. the Jack-O-Lanterns from Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. Both yes. the old man mask, Charlie Beth mask. Like, well, it's a know, Halloween even, one. Like, give us the Halloween Goosebumps monsters. Well, one thing I will say is that even though I think this movie is more like Goosebumps, I like that there actually aren't as many Easter eggs in this movie. Mm -hmm. I like that it actually kind of tries to do its own thing this time around because it feels less... The first one is full of Easter eggs. I mean, most of the Goosebumps brand or feel in that movie is mostly down to, you know, this monster's in it or this one's in it. This movie, I like that it kind of tries to more so tell its own Goosebumps story with its own creatures... Um, and again, I like that it's Halloween decorations. So you have like, there's like this awesome headless horseman with like fire coming out of his neck. Um, balloon spider, like, a giant balloon spider. There's was really a giant cool. balloon spider. Like that's cool. I like that. Even like uh, some of the ones in the store. Like I like the um, I like the cyborg there. Like that was kind of neat. Oh, that like blue troll. Like, the that blue was really troll cool. is just like. Rah. I like like living like living jack o' lanterns like stuff like that. I like the living jack o' lanterns. It's not exactly like from the book, but like and the the one who's like, look what you did to Terry. He's like, hiya, I'm round. (laughs) Like that's kind of mean. (laughs) The the fun fact as well, the two lawn gnomes that you see in the movie, those are actually Hap and Chip from Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes. 
they're actually mm-hmm. supposed to be Hap and Chip, at least according to the wiki. Like, they're actually oh. credited as Hap and Chip. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I didn't know that. Even oh. the gummy bears, I'm going to say one thing really maybe controversial. I think the gummy bears are better than the lawn gnomes. Because, <laughs> I mean, the gummy bears are clearly trying to do the lawn gnomes. They're clearly trying to do yeah. the lawn gnomes bait. It's the same setup. Oh, you have these little these little guys. No, they're not so bad, but then they are bad. And then they're like... But the reason why I like them more is because I like that they combine to form mm-hmm. bigger gummy bears. Yeah. And then, like, the bigger they get, the more of a threat they are. Like, I, I like that idea. Like, the scene with, like, pulling stuff, like, Sunny's getting like sucked into the growing gummy bear as it's like wrapping around him and stuff see that's yeah. where i get like, lost they like separate again and like become like the little individual ones again see that's where i get lost because to me if they came to this fat kid's house they're they're effed <laughs> every single one of them would be running from me I would be the monster in that <laughs> That's just the, the Scooby-Doo 2. Yeah, you know, you little fuckers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like Austin Powers with Fat Bastard. Well, no, you Get in my belly! You know, you guys, saw, you've guys seen Scooby-Doo 2, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the cotton candy glob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same oh, thing. Same thing. <laughs> I would be Scooby and Shaggy in that moment. <laughs> just, bring it on. great scene i love when he's like he's like you're stuck in here with me he's like you're cotton candy and they're like yes and it's just like <laughs> and they're like oh god <laughs> you gotta remember ken jong is the champ of this movie he's the goosebumps fan that's yeah, one thing we gotta talk about yeah Each but film he's not as funny fan. Ken, ken jong is not funny i'm no. sorry guys yeah, they sorely misused him in this movie. Uh, for somebody who we just had to mention him, we had to just mention him. He he could have had better lines, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think he wasn't funny. It's just like he's very funny, but it's just like man, they just way underplayed him in this. And the fact that like if he's such the super fan and he's seeing all these Halloween, uh, dec- you know, decorations coming to life and stuff. Why would you ramble off things like Scarecrow walks at midnight? Or like, dude, like, if you're such a super fan, this story that you're living. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's not right movie? at all. <laughs> what was his name again in the movie? Mr. Chu, was it? Mr. Yeah. Mr. Chu, Mr. Chu, yeah. I mean, I like I like the idea. You do a, a, a story about Halloween decorations come to life, and then you have this one neighbor whose house is covered in the mm-hmm. decorations. <laughs> like, I what like... Do you do all those balloons? The more I talk about this movie, the more I'm like, I like these ideas. Like, they're just... I, I don't know. There's just something about what this movie tried to do that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even like the climax. I like that this movie has the final, the final battle in... It, it's weird. I will say, it's weird how much this movie rides freaking nikola tesla <laughs> oh like so weird nikola it's tesla so weird. is all over this movie <laughs> and oh, I'm yeah. like, that's that was... odd do you remember when we first spoke about this dude like years ago when we were first chatting and we we mentioned about the whole nikola tesla thing like surely that's not really gonna happen that's just some random like plot that someone's put on like we were like this is just something someone's rambled online yeah we were it's just like nikola no tesla 
in a Goosebumps movie? It's like, what does that we have to do with anything? thought it was fake news. But, fake I don't news. know. Like, Regardless. Fake news. Hey, the movie came out, we're like, wait, it actually happened? What? <laughs> Literally at the beginning of the movie, when they do the opening credit sequence, it, like, pans into, like, the tower with, like, Nikola Tesla's name, and you're like, they, I haven't even heard Nikola a single Tesla? line in the film yet, and... But, um, no, regardless of that, it's weird, but regardless, I actually like the final battle being in this old, like, electricity tower. I love mm-hmm. the cracking, like, it's almost like lightning, and it's, like, cracking above everything, and there's this rusted equipment everywhere, and there's, like... And then, like, when she gets up to the very top and, like, everything's sparking and there's, like, ghosts and witches flying everywhere, I'm like, this is fun. This is a Mm -hmm. fun movie. The the balloon spider's up there and he's, like, trying to get her and it's like... eh. One of the funniest things, one of the things that always crack me up in that movie is when Stein first gets back to the town and he, like, as he's looking around, he sees the red balloon floating by the He's like, ha, I knew I thought of that first. Oh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Jack Black in this movie. So, Jack Black, I mean, this was a a mystery up to release, because they're like, you're doing Goosebumps 2, is Jack Black going to be in it? Um, And he is, but he doesn't really do anything, because, so, this movie was coming out around the same time as Eli Roth's House with a Clock in its Walls which was starring Jack Black. And a lot of people think that because that movie was filming around the same time, that's why he wasn't really in the sequel. But he is in it. Um, unfortunately, he, just, he doesn't do anything. They they call him, they say, hey, there's some really messed up stuff is going on here, and it's your characters again. Uh, and then he shows up at the... He shows up, like, at the beginning of the climax, I think. But... He kind of comes in once everything's like Slappy's defeated, the monsters are all gone, and then he comes in and he's like, "All right, I'm here to save the day," and then they're like, "Well, we finished already. It's over." Which I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of a joke because it's like, "Oh, you came all this way, and yeah, there's there's not really anything to do." And then he's like, "Well, okay, then I did my job." It's like, it's like The Simpsons is like, "You're gonna do anything?" <laughs> did I though? Whoa, 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 whoa! Is R.L. Stein here? <laughs> You just gave goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's literally say, like have, the that's literally the scene from Marge vs. the Monorail with Leonard Nimoy. It's like my work here is done. It's like, what work? Uh, you didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, dude, you've got to put the you've got to put the clip on quickly to show them that goosebumps was actually referenced in The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, no, it was and that. I remember you posted that clip, and that was like, oh wow, cool. <laughs> yeah. and you know what was funny? People were posting that around the 30th anniversary time, so I don't know if that was, like, their little 30th anniversary, like, Easter egg. Like, Goosebumps is 30 years. Let's just put a funny little quick throwaway line in to be, like... I don't know. I don't know. Simpsons writers are... I mean, I wish they were. Hey, Simpsons writers, I hope you guys love Goosebumps like we do. I will say... Them write the series. I will say in the movie, though, I do like the way they ended it. The post credit scene where Stein gets sucked into the book by Slappy. I like too. Mm. I like that, that too. Yeah, that was up for something possibly really great to go forward, but I think just with the lack of actual like push to this movie, because I again this was really rushed. They even dropped the haunted Halloween, you know, subtitle name to this. Yeah. Now, now it's just, on the physical media, it's just Goosebumps Two. Yeah, now it's just Goosebumps Two. So I mean, after the movie release, and it, it kind of bombed. I mean, I think they made their money back, but 
that's really about all they got. Yeah. Um, which is kind of fair, because even when I went opening night to that movie, I mean, I was one of the only people in there. So I knew it probably wasn't going to do all that great. But Did you get your slap bracelet? I got my slap bracelets. Yeah. Your slap bracelet. I got all this really cool merch uh, from popcorn buckets to cups and toppers oh. and Everything else. Exactly. Coolest ones for Goosebumps Two. Goosebumps <laughs> One did nothing like that, but Goosebumps Two had some of the most amazing uh, those cup topper things. You might have to put an image up, but like they were amazing. The actual sculpt mold of like the werewolf yeah. and the snowman and Slappy, they looked great. And I'm like, this should be a full toy. Like it's just the yeah. head with the top. And I'm like, dude, like why is there not a toy of this? You know? And they looked great. And you had like the popcorn buckets. Even in I think it was. Uh, uh, Thailand they had like an actual pumpkin yeah. head popcorn it was, it was, bucket. Uh, yeah, it was an actual pumpkin popcorn bucket, which was really cool looking. Um mm-hmm. yeah. and like Jack Black just was one that I, I think it was a very last minute, like, hey, I got the I got like ten minutes on my schedule. You guys want me to do this movie? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah, bro. We we don't know what we're gonna do with you yet, but we'll have you shoot some stuff. I mean, once again, I, I feel like it was kind of the joke is like he just comes in and he's of no use. Like, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, he was the main character, the first one of the main characters of the first movie. Um, I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, he, he added nothing to the story. So it's just kind of like, eh, I don't know. That's all it was, was comedic relief. Yeah, um, but I mean, and, it could it could have been worse. Well, there really wasn't a lot of comedy like. He was the comedy that came in just for that mm. little bit. I will stuff. say one thing. It did feel odd not having him in this movie. I feel like that's the one thing. It's like the first one, Jack Black really brought a lot of, as you said, he was the comedy relief. Um, but he brought star a lot power. of that comedy to it uh, and star power. That's probably why this movie didn't do so well, because you don't have a big star like Jack Black. Jack Black was all over the first one. Like, everywhere they talked about the Goosebumps movie, like, Jack Black was all over it. So this one didn't really have, on top of not a lot of advertising, it didn't have a lot of Jack Black, or uh, not really enough to justify, like, top billing or anything like that. So it must have flown other people's radar. I've actually met people who are like, there was a Goosebumps 2? And it's like, yeah, so. Well, movie theater, I said, it was, like, me and, like, four other people on opening night. It was like, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> or even like the first yeah. teaser trailer we got. Like half the teaser trailer for the first one was literally just reused footage from the it was first. Reused footage that pissed me off. I was like, like I remember because I, I saw it in the theater and I was like, I was excited obviously, but I'm like, I recognized all of the shots they used from the first one, and I'm like, this is just stuff in the first movie, and the stuff they had from the second one was like very minimal. I think at the very yeah. most you had like. I don't know, probably the, the, the scene where they're all walking out of the store, and I'm like, that's cool. But, I don't know. It just... I don't know. Um, one more thing to yeah. bring up before we move on to our next topic of the night. Um, Slappy playing Rocket League? <laughs> they talk about... Yeah, there's a scene where Slappy's literally sitting on the couch with the two guy, the two boys, and he's playing freaking Rocket League on his PS4. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. <laughs> And uh, and they even they even talk about Bitcoin in the movie. It's like one of the characters talks about freaking Bitcoin, and then uh, and and then he like I think Slappy also brings like some some Street Fighter toys to life. 
He does. He does. Yeah. So there's like, so there's like the Street Fighter like reference, and they're just fighting. There's even a scene where uh, I think it was right when he first reveals that he's alive. Sonny has him on a bed or something, and there's like all these different stuffed animals, which are all Sony owned properties. Like there's oh, Spider Man, and there's like I think like Ghost. There was like a Slimer Sonic one Ghost there too. Yeah, it was like, wow, Sony, you're really not making. <laughs> you're really sloppy. Kind of yeah. Also, I mean, I'm glad. In there. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad Slappy's <laughs> yeah. up at the, the Sony film lineage, but I'm like, dang, Sony, you're just pouring yourself out right now, aren't you? <laughs> also, before we move on to the next topic, I'm also gonna ask you guys, what do you think about the ma- the ogre mask in Walter? <laughs> oh, I don't mind it. <laughs> I know you guys. Uh, you, these guys, thing like that, they should have just went ahead and done the old man mask from Haunted Mask Two. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I or Carlos mask even. I just live in. I live in ignorance. But then you're not gonna put in the haunted mask or the old man haunted mask or or anything. Attack of the Jack o' Lanterns, headless Halloween story, nothing. I live in ignorance and just over. assume that they were going for something like that. So, yeah, I think they were, they were hoping that the fans would recognize that it was the Haunted Mask, but... I mean, oh. they, they certainly didn't call it the Haunted Mask, but I live in ignorance and think that it was supposed to be a reference. So I don't mind it, it that it, much. It might have been yeah. a reference, but it's an actual Goosebumps product. Like, you're watching a Goosebumps movie. It's not like you're watching, you know, I don't know, just name another movie, say, uh, say Simpsons. Just say Simpsons episode, reference a Goosebumps with something like that. You're actually shooting yeah. Goosebumps movie though. You might as well have the haunted mask, old man mask in there or something. You know? It's why Goosebumps. What's Shrek? Mask? No, it's like. No, it would have been better if it was a Shrek mask. Ogres have. Ogres love Goosebumps. Are like onions. Love Goosebumps. Donkey. Oh God. Alrighty. Well, we're gonna get quick, off the... what's the final review? Final review. I'm gonna say six out of ten. Uh, I'd say a six out of ten. You know what? I'll say six point five. I I like this movie quite a bit. It's not perfect, but I like it. I enjoy it. I go six out of ten as well. Give it a six. I think we're on agreement. I think we're more in agreement on this one than we are on the first one. <laughs> we are. Well, look at nice. that. <laughs> Alrighty. I, I mean, I'm judging it. Just the same I was the first movie. The first one felt more, definitely more theatrical with the way it was shot and the acting and things like that. But like you guys said, this one felt more Goosebumps-ish. I think that's what saves its score of six for me rather than, say, like a four that maybe would have gotten if it didn't have those elements to it. So that's it's not a fantastic movie, but it's watchable. Well, that's the thing. I I classify this as... If you're looking for a movie that has a lot of fan or or Easter eggs to the Goosebumps, you're just kind of looking for like a little like, you know, like remember this, remember that. That's more theatrical, as you said. It's more theatrical movie has a little more star power and has more references. Then you're gonna like the first one. If you want a movie that feels more like Goosebumps or maybe is more akin to like the '90s show, but maybe isn't as tightly written, uh, but you're just kind of looking for a fun little Halloween movie. Then you'll probably like the second one. I think I think mm-hmm. both are able to be enjoyed. Um, 
either from a, a general audience member or even from a Goosebumps fan. I feel like some people are a little too hard on the second one, personally. I feel like they kind of dog on it because they either have high feelings about the first one or they kind of just, I don't know. They I, I guess they probably want more references to the books, which I'm like, look, I like references. But at the same time, I'm also looking for a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't want a Ready Player I, I, One or a Space Jam where it's just references upon references for the sake of references. I want a yeah. movie with a plot, too. So Wait, are we talking about Space Jam 1 or 2? Two? 2. I never watched the second one because it had LeBron The second James. one is literally and, Warner Brothers freaking jizzing all over themselves. Literally, it is literally... <laughs> Black if you told me that that movie was a freaking investor showcase, I would have, I would have believed you. <laughs> it was just a big <laughs> advertisement for Warner Brothers. It's like Warner Brothers throws all these like this is a kids family movie and they throw all these like R-rated stuff like Pennywise, Alex Delar. Yeah, there's like, a, all these yeah, other, there's a like, freaking child murder at the fun basketball game. Like... Freaking Alex from Clockwork Orange. There's a fun group of rapists sitting over by the fun basketball game. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I will watch this one. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, LeBron James is terrible at acting. Oh, yeah, no. he's uh, awful. When movie. he screams, it's not like terrified. It's like, oh, like, he's literally falling to his death, and he's like, oh. Like, <laughs> he's it's like nine o'clock in Dummy Three when they saw Slappy alive yeah. the first time. Uh, uh, that's the worst. That was the worst that's part the, of that episode. That's, when they're like, that's the emotion joke. in their faces whatsoever. Just, uh, no, that's uh, the John Tron joke from uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? He's just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, all right. Well, speaking of sequels, we're going to talk about books now in terms of sequel books. Uh, I mean, the Goosebumps series has a lot of sequels, and it's, it's, I mean, expected of any horror franchise to have sequels, because you gotta, if something's popular, you gotta milk it for all it's worth. <laughs> uh, and the Goosebumps series certainly has a lot of sequels, and we're gonna talk about some of the ones that we like, and some of the ones that we really do not like. Um, so let's start off with uh, going kind of by franchise. Let's talk about the Living Dummy books. What do you guys think of the Living Dummy sequels? Because I think they're pretty good. Number two is the best. I think number two is the best Living Dummy sequel. I think it's uh, the best. For me, it's the best Dummy book altogether for me. You know what? I would probably say that too. I like I like Living Dummy too. I think it's better than the original. I think it's the best out of all of them. Yeah. Even the cover is better. I love the cover. I love everything about that book. It's like it's such a good book. It's just mm-hmm. something about it. You get to see Slappy's full body now. <laughs> yep. This is this is my most read book as a kid. I've read this book like three or four times as a kid. Like I remember it so much. It's like one of the only Goosebumps books where, because I don't, I'll be honest, I don't really go back and read a lot of Goosebumps books. But I remember, like, Living Dummy 2 is one of those stories where I remember things very vividly about it. I remember the birthday party where he, like, grab does he, like, chomp on her hand and, no, then, like, won't let it, go? Just, just grabs it and just, like, squeezes it and squeezes it and squeezes it. And, it's like, this kid is screaming, crying. Like, I just remember picturing that. Uh, I remember they pull, like, a rotten sandwich out of his head when they mm-hmm. first get him. And it's, uh, like, uh, or yeah. even, like, the... 
like the 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 red like paint on the walls just writing Amy, Amy, Amy. Mm. That's like, freaky. That that's actually like that's really stalkerish behavior, like when he does that, when he just writes her name all over the wall. And one thing I actually liked about the um the cover of the reissue book is they kind of do that. I mean, yeah. you have to look for it, but it's like all around they kind of did the red painting around the wall. And I love how he's just chilling out the cover there, but um mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I thought that was like sadist like psychotic you know mm-hmm. like i was like slappy is messed up like mr wood was pretty you know intense and just always like ah but Slappy's kind of more psychological yeah messing with messing with you psychologically and i yeah, think mr. that's more physically violent Slappy's more psychologically violent yeah yeah like he tries to mess with you like he messes mm-hmm. with you mentally like i'm not going insane i swear to god i don't need a doctor <laughs> This and like, well, that's doing great thing about this because he's basically trying to isolate Amy and like make sure like nobody is like believes her or trusts her so that she only can rely on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well, that's it. the great thing it. about, and that's probably why Slappy got so many books because, um, well, here's the thing, because Slappy books don't have a consistent continuity. Slappy can die at the end; he'll be back in the next book. He never has like one consistent owner. I think maybe there was one time i think uh bride of the living dummy and slappy's nightmare uh jimmy o james was a character in both those books that's probably the only time that they had a consistent character besides slappy uh across two books um but that's also probably why there's been so many sequels is because it's just an interchangeable thing all you got to do is just put slappy in a story and and you're off um but there's been so many too so we obviously have the original trilogy in the original series, one, two, and three. Then you have Bride of the Living Dummy and Slappy's Nightmare. And then you had Revenge of the Living Dummy in Horrorland and Slappy New Year. And then he was kind of across like the, the big overarching story. Mm-hmm. And then Slappy World, you got the whole... And then Slappy World, that's like every other book in that series is about Slappy. So... Son of Slappy in The Most Wanted. Oh yes, Son of Slappy. Yep, yep. I've almost, for- I almost forgot about that one. But um, no, there's been so many Slappy books. The thing about it, they're really good. But honestly, at the same time, they're all kind of the same book. I mean, at, at least when you get into some of the later ones, like Slappy World, it kind of starts to show. It's like it's kind of the same stuff. They kind of yeah. try to change it up. Like I think like. You had the dummy meets the mummy. Like, that was kind of different. And then I think you also had, Slappy's like... Slappy's Nightmare. Sla- Slappy's Nightmare was very Slappy's different. Nightmare. I think, that too. is probably... I love, I love that. My second favorite Slappy book is Slappy's Nightmare. Uh, purely because it's from... It's a third person... It's one of those third person books where there's no real, like, first person. But you're in, basically, Slappy's perspective. Like you're hearing his thoughts, you're you're seeing the events unfold from his perspective, and I like that. I haven't, I don't think there's any other Goosebumps book where the the villain is the main character, like the one that you're following, as opposed to like a kid protagonist. And I like that. <clears throat> um, another uh sort of sequel chain that actually is kind of consistent, uh, for the most part is the Monster Blood series. Yeah. Um, you have the first four in the original series. You have 
<laughs> we'll get into how we feel about that one in a second. You have the first four in the original yeah. series. You have, I actually, I don't Monster think we had Monster Wood for breakfast. Yeah, it wasn't until Horrorland that we got another one, and then, um, and then Slappy World. Slappy World. Yeah, Slappy World. We got uh, Monster Blood Returns or Strikes Back or something like that. No, Monster Blood uh, is back. Yeah, Monster Blood is back. Yeah. And, um, yeah, once again, we have another... Se- See, I made a video about this a long time ago, and I've spoken about this a few times. A <laughs> lot of the sequel villains have become the mascots back in the day. Like, Slappy's mm-hmm. the villain in number two, becomes a mascot. Um, you got Cuddles in Monster Blood 2. And then, you know, even like Prince Koru in Return of the Mummy. You know what I mean? Like, you have so many of these sequel villains that tend to become more the mascot ones, like, that was used on all the marketing and license, like, merchandise stuff. So I thought that was really interesting why they, they did that for a lot of the, the monsters. Um, but, yeah. Well, I think we can all agree that... Not Monster but uh, Mud Monster. That was a mascot, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it was all over so much stuff, but it never got a sequel. So well, it's kind of and even the horror from Horrorland was on a ton of merch. Yeah. So But I mean the ones that probably get more exposure are the ones that become more well known because they appear in more books. But I think we can all agree that the Monster Blood books are not good. <laughs> the first one it's is like good. I, okay, I don't yeah. I I'm in the rare camp. I think the first one is one of the worst. <laughs> Really? I did not. Yeah, like I don't that. like the first one. <laughs> the first one is just. Eh. Uh, do you like oh, the you, second? I one? haven't read two, three, two and three in years, and I've never read four. So. Oh. Hey, I just gotta read four. I didn't read four. I'm with you on that one because I heard it was just complete garbage. Number four is considered to be one of the worst Goosebumps yeah, books ever yeah. written. It's interesting because, like, my Goosebumps fan, he loves Monster Blood 4. <laughs> well, and that's that's the oh. interesting thing because, so, you had Monster Blood 4, and the two books that came before that, Werewolf Skin and I Live in Your Basement, are actually considered to be, like, underrated gems of yeah. the original series. But then you have Monster Blood 4, and it's, like, shit stain. <laughs> like, <laughs> Skid mark. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um but yeah so you have monster blood one which i mean i personally think it's i think monster blood one is a pretty decent book personally second one second one is also pretty okay um cuddles you got cuddles you got got cuddles um but to be fair he kind of comes in at the end and for the most part you're just kind of farting around for most of the book but by the time you get to by the time you get to number three it's just so like what are you doing why are you why are you messing with this stuff again it's like it's this you know what here's the thing because we mentioned earlier that the slappy books don't have any consistent protagonists and that's because anyone with half a brain who would deal with something like this would not go back to it again for any reason so it's like evan why why do you keep messing with this stuff? Once it messed with your life, twice it messed with your life, three times it's gonna mess with your life, four times now you're just an idiot. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is, most of it's not even Evan who's messing with it. It's usually Andy who brings the monster blood to him. She's stupid too. <laughs> She's <laughs> stupid too. She's yeah. dumb too. If I was Evan, She's I'd be like, girl, 
I need my space from you because you are going to get me killed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to kill yourself through this stuff, you, you can go right ahead. I don't want anything to do in my opinion, the Mossblood episodes are better than the books. I, I agree with that. Episodes, yeah. like. Because the thing about Monster Blood in the episodes is that Monster, the second one, more Monster Blood, they didn't expect any of that. They didn't expect it to come on the plane with them. So then they're kind of like, oh, crap. And honestly, I think that's a better idea. Yeah. Being stuck on a plane with this oh. gelatinous thing that could eat you, yeah, like, That is instantly. a scary concept, because, like, what if the monster blood eats the pilot? Then the plane's going down. Then like, the plane's gonna go down, and then you're yeah. you're dead either way. Snakes on a plane, monster blood on a plane. Uh, God, what else I've had it with this motherfucking monster blood on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> oh, yeah, the TV version, I've had it with this monkey fighting monster blood on this monday to friday plane monday to friday that's plane. the thumbnail for this that's the thumbnail for this podcast is gonna be like <laughs> you're gonna do a monster blood have sam near uh, what's his name samuel, samuel jackson. jackson samuel jackson with like monster blood in the background <laughs> <laughs> no uh, well it's like what did they did, did they just shoot open a window and then it sucks it out <laughs> and then that's yeah. it <laughs> right um you know what be worse monster blood and snakes or like Monster Ooh. blood fight like snakes or, or the snakes eat blood. the monster blood. Then the snakes oh, are big. Well, like they are poison yeah. out of their fangs, just like monster blood drooling out of it. Oh, we'll man. get we'll get off the episode because we're gonna go back to the books. But right. I really love the <laughs> ending. I really love the ending of more monster blood with the giant ant. Just pull back the curtain and there's this giant ant. It's also oh, one of the yeah. best screams in the whole show. I think like that was probably one of the best. Better like, for snake now that we're talking about it. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> Oh, and they God. should have had Samuel Jackson in the episode. <laughs> yes! <laughs> they wouldn't have um, been able to pay him enough. The whole budget of that episode wouldn't have been You know what? I don't know. Sam Jackson's done so many movies, and he I swear I don't think he has a specific budget that he'll not take. Like, <laughs> you know, there was that joke, and I can't remember which uh, movie or whatever it was now. I think it was Ted, but... When they said, you know, it's like, who's Sam Jackson? It's like, have you ever seen any movie ever? Yeah, he's the black guy. <laughs> he's the black guy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great line. Well, like, well yeah, because... How they could pitch it to him is they could just say, remember when you did that snakes on a plane thing? Well, this time, you're going to be fighting monster blood on a plane. How does that sound? What the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that motherfucker thing? <laughs> Monday the Friday. Play <laughs> No, if only we could have this, if only we could have this much fun talking about the actual Monster Blood book sequels because they <laughs> suck. I'm sorry, they just Monster Blood <laughs> one and two are fine. Three and four are say, awful. Hey, why don't we talk about that Say Cheese and Die sequel? Mm. Oh God, that one sucks. Love the old OG sixty two. That one. I love the cover. I love the no, Tim Jacobus okay. art. I love mm. that. No, I, I. Here's the thing. You know, we're talking about main characters are like you're so stupid because you keep going back to this evan greg is like Banks. a freaking genius compared to freaking greg because dude <laughs> greg you literally number one almost got what, what was it his brother or his father killed in a car accident his brother i think his, his brother his oh was it his dad yes his dad so he got his dad almost killed somehow his friend disappeared like it just vanished. Whole investigation. Police mm -hmm. called. 
It killed and a dude. It literally killed, killed a dude. Killed a man. You killed a man with that camera. And you're going to go mess with it again because you want an A yeah. on your report. You are one dumb motherfucker. <laughs> you, my friend, are the stupidest person uh, I've ever met. <laughs> okay, but would it Sherry even say like, dude, don't you remember what that thing did? Like, are you serious right now? And once again, Sherry gets like the worst of it, where she just starts wasting away into nothing. Well, that's the thing. It's such a weird concept for a sequel book because, okay, so the first book is a classic. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a camera. You take a picture, it tells the future, and it, it's always bad. Mm-hmm. And it's very realistic, too. I mean, yeah. like, it's... And dark. Like, that book is it's pretty dark. It's dark, yeah. See, I don't know, dude, because if it was me and that camera was making me lose weight, I'm onto something here. I like <laughs> But the only problem is like, you would stop losing weight. Chinese all-you-can-eat buffet and come out and I lost 10 pounds... I'm on to something. Okay. Yeah. But again, the only problem is you would get you would continue to get thinner and thinner until you were nothing. Oh, that, that's the truth. Well, that's yeah. the thing. It's like it's such a weird concept for a sequel because yeah, in the sequel, they end up taking a picture of each other. Greg and Sherry take a picture of each other. And it's like but in this time, it's like something that's gonna mesh their their bodies are gonna change against their will. And it's like that's not is that telling the future, or is this, like, I don't understand, like... Right, like, how, like, how does, like, the camera photo coming out to a negative mean you lose weight? Like, how does that have any connection, like... Well, yeah, it's just, it, it's such a weird concept for a sequel book. Guess, it shouldn't have had a sequel. You don't need a sequel. Weight taking no. off. I don't know. Yeah, it really makes a connection. It's like, oh, you lost 10 pounds. That's negative. You know, to I think, your I think you're a fan of say cheese and die, Isaiah. I think you're a fan of say cheese and die. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a great book. Yeah. It's a great cover. That's a like, great shirt. Yeah, it is a great oh. shirt. That's why I wore it. <laughs> um, no, say cheese and die again is a, a terrible book. I will um, say though, the one thing I will say that did stick with me from that book is like when the when he gets the photo taken of him and he has like the reptile skin and his skin starts like peeling off and like with the reptile skin underneath, yeah, like that part stuck yeah. with me as a kid. Yeah, but, I mean yeah. it's I don't know, it's just I feel like it should have been more closer in tune to the original. If you're gonna do a sequel, yeah. don't go far out of left field. Try to build on what you did in the first one, because yeah, it, yeah, it just it just it just seemed like before. strange. It was like I don't know. Um, but in terms of uh, stories that actually kind of improved on the original, I think Return of the Mummy is one of the actually better than the first Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Yeah, I like that. I like Return of the Mummy too. I think yeah, Return of the Mummy is. Uh, I'm. Uh, I just think it. I think it was a better setup. I think the characters were better. I think. Uh, yeah, I th- I thought it was better than Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. I don't hate Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. I just think Return of the Mummy is better. I haven't actually read Return of the Mummy. I've only read I recently read Mummy's Curse of the Mummy's Tomb and it was okay. The first half is just insanely boring to get through. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Like Return the third of the Mummy kind of I think Return of the Mummy was like more good. I feel like it, Return of the Mummy kind of cuts the chase a little faster cuz I mean you, you know the characters up to this point so you're just kind of like okay, now we're going to yeah. we're just going to get into it. Yeah, it's kind of ironic that Return of the Mummy is one of the best mummy books but it's the worst mummy episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god i agree with that yeah. but i mean we get prince koru 
And I mean, that guy was on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Always riding that skateboard, though. Like, what was with the yeah. skateboard? I don't know. It was such a 90s thing, right? Yeah. It was freaking red. Like the Mud Monster playing the guitar, like. <laughs> Well, the Slappy's had... always got like a teddy bear behind him. Why <laughs> Slappy always got a teddy bear behind him? I get because he's like a doll and like a teddy. Like I guess that's kind of yeah. what they're going for. But like a teddy bear. Like I guess well, on the cover of Nine Living Dummy Two, you had the teddy bear and you mm-hmm. had the the uh, rabbit. So I guess they were kind of like going for that vibe. But some of that he, art sometimes for... put the random bed frame behind him. I'm curious to know who like, did all those the art from, Like the Horrorland era Goosebumps is really interesting. Like the style that's like on the stamp, those postage stamps that you have. Like that's oh, specific yeah. art style. There are some really unique like. Right here, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, yeah, there was it's some. It's not weird. Brandon Dorman. Like that art's not Brandon Dorman. That's someone else. That's someone but, like, else. I'm curious. Don't ask me anywhere to be seen. <laughs> no. Same thing yeah, with the uh, with like the old Goosebumps. Like you you were talking about like the mummy on the on the skateboard and mud monster and a guitar i don't know who did that art either i'm curious to know um nick i know you probably want to talk about this book uh let's talk about haunted mask 2 because uh while i don't think it's better than the original i think it's a pretty decent sequel still yeah it's a solid sequel uh i just prefer this is one of the times too where i feel the episode was better than the book as far as the story is concerned yeah, um, I agree too. The changes they made, I mean, because in the Haunted Mask 2 book, one, the, the original Haunted Mask was like mentioned, but it was never really in the book. It was all focused on Steve and his revenge on the, the kids who, you know, were annoying yeah. him and things like that. So what I think the episode did better was actually incorporating still, again, building on a story that was already there of the OG story, keeping that in tact while still you know creating this whole new story with steve and the old man mask and actually the fact that the old man mask was like killing him the entire time mm-hmm. in itself also i think a really creepy idea and one that was pretty well explored in the book that i feel at the episode could have touched on a little better that's one of the few things differential wise that they kind of have that i wish they would have put in but i kind of understand for time constraints and yeah you know to pitch so they don't want to really go that far into depth with, you know, this old man, you know, well, Steve now is an old man who's dying and he's a race against the clock. So instead of the race against the clock, it's trying to get done before, you know, Halloween's over for the Haunted Mask to take over Carly Beth. I get all that. But sequel goes as books. I mean, I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, um, I wish Steve wasn't such a big asshole. <laughs> that's another thing I think the yeah, episode did better is they made Steve a little more sympathetic. That's an asshole in the show like he was in the book. Because yeah. in the book, he was. He was a, he was still a dick. <laughs> so, yeah, he was picking on, episode, like, what? Like, he has a much more relatable like, kind of motivation behind it. Like, just wanting to have one more Halloween before he's too old to do it. And I feel but, like that's something we all can relate to as kids. And, just the, and also the whole concept of, you know, getting old before your time as well like mm-hmm. better than old story did it <laughs> <laughs> well oh <my> God. <laughs> um no i thought haunted mass 2 was a pretty good book i like i said i i i still think the original is better mm-hmm. uh but the i think the i think the second one did a pretty good good job all things considered uh and technically scream of the haunted mask is technically haunted mask 3 
I mean, if yeah. we if we can if we consider it that it has Carly Bass you know, and Sabrina. Doesn't scream the haunted mask like retcon haunted mask too? I think so. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I feel like you could technically yeah. still do a haunted mask three and not really. It's one of those stories where since it's a different main character, you probably could kind of maybe not retcon it, but not really mention it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, Scream of the Haunted Mask is technically Haunted Mask 3. I haven't read that one in a long time. Uh, but, I mean, Sabrina and Carly Breath are um, the main characters, so mm-hmm. you could technically count it as that. Same thing with, uh, let's talk about Deep Trouble 2. Uh, New York Trouble... Times bestseller Deep Trouble 2. Is that what we're yeah, talking about? Yeah, that, was, that one got a few <laughs> awards. Um, uh-huh. I don't feel it's earned because I don't think it's a good book. <laughs> it's a deep deep trouble kids in the 90s did yeah i i, I get something they must have did something right because kids really liked it back then see deep trouble one i think is a good book and i think deep trouble two has some good ideas because i like the idea of like these sort of fish creature people out like from this like mutated plankton i like that it kind of took more of a scientific route because the first yeah. one was about like mermaids and sea monsters <laughs> and stuff like that uh, and the second one kind of took more of like a, a laboratory mad scientist route. Like an Island of Dr. Monroe route. Yeah, and I, it's an interesting idea. I just don't think it lands the execution that well. Uh, and then you have Creep from the Deep, which is technically uh, like Screaming the Haunted Mask. is sort of like a Deep Trouble 3. Um, and that one kind of deals with pirates. And I like that. Ooh, no, that's right. He was in... Was, yeah. Yeah. One like he was at, I can't remember the pirate's name, but he was in the movie. I know that the pirate. Was yeah, Crumbie. there is a there is a pirate in the movie, and uh, it is from Crumbie? that book. Yeah, I think it's Crumby, isn't it? No, no Crumby's a troll. Uh, I think it was like Captain oh, One Eyed Ben or Captain something like Dan? that. Like Captain Dan. Like Captain Dan, isn't it? Captain no, Ben, ben I think. Something. Yeah, I remember. But yeah, something. I, I don't know. In, but um, I like that. <laughs> even though I don't think those sequels are necessarily as good i like that it at least tried to do something different in each one like that's something i certainly can't say of freaking monster blood uh but i like that the deep trouble sequels tried to do more of uh different kind of nautical things yeah that's that's supposed to be it he's randomly on this uh fabric they brought out so there you go (laughs) yeah Honestly, I prefer Deep Trouble 2 over Deep Trouble 1. I can't stand Deep Trouble 1 as a book, honestly. Like, I've never I mean, liked it. Eh. Well, well, there you go, see? I don't hate Deep Trouble 2. I just don't gel with it as much. Let me put it that way. I don't hate it. I just don't love it. Mm, I, I think it I just like the idea of Deep Trouble 2 more, and especially, like, the ending. I like the, the way they kind of leave Deep Trouble 2's ending as, like, an ambiguous ending with Sheena. Yeah, like that's true. If she drank the plankton, plankton or if she drank the tea. I don't know. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. I still I prefer Deep Trouble 2 over 1, personally, but, you know, that's me. But I also, I think it's kind of weird. I like the cover of 1 more than I do the cover of 2. Yeah, yeah for sure. With that's that. a funny thing about Goosebump books, isn't it? Like, some will have a better cover. Some will have a better story sequel or a better... Fi- like, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, I know a lot of people that love um the Re- return to horrorland like the cover like way more than the original book like they love the because it's obviously the series 2000 books is just way more edgier looking you know on the cover they look more like teen books right well let's talk I about that so book a little more love the cover of that book 
let's oh, talk yeah. About, yeah, let's talk about that book a little more. We're going to talk about Return to Horrorland. Well, technically, One Day at Horrorland has that, and then it has a whole series as a sequel. Um, but no, I mean, One Day at Horrorland is obviously a classic, and then you have Return to Horrorland. Um, that one makes sense because they're trying to expose it. They're trying to like show the world that there's a there's a freaking theme park full of monsters. Um, I like that angle. They even did you guys notice that they even try to explain that Monster Blood takes place in the same universe as Horrorland does? Because apparently I Evan went to the Return same. To Horrorland, so I don't know, but so if you guys have read Return to Horrorland, there's a scene in the book where because Lizzie and Luke are trying to, again, they're trying to expose, if I remember correctly, they're trying to expose Horrorland on this, like, reality show. And I think when they go to it, they find there's a kid who tried to talk about, like, this gelatinous goop that almost ate a whole Oh, town. my God, I do remember this. So they're, they're like, <laughs> wow, Monster Blood is in the same <laughs> universe. I mean, I've, I mean personally, that. I will back up love the idea of all these stories taking place in one or on in one universe. I was gonna say, like I thought I had read somewhere, and I don't know if it was Stein who said it or not, but all these are supposed to take place in the same universe. Like basically yeah, yeah. it's his it's his monster verse. Uh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that. I read that somewhere though. I like that. I that's honestly one thing I liked about the Harlane that's one thing I liked about the Harlane series and I liked honestly about the new reboot. I like the idea of all these things existing in one universe. So I like that they did that. Um, and then well, obviously you have trouble with adapting Horrorland into a live action. They seem to have yeah. a lot of trouble adapting anything to do with Horrorland for some <laughs> reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but, um, Disney, all the money they had, they for whatever reason couldn't couldn't do it. So it's well, like Horrorland got a lot of. Anything love outside of books too i mean you got the video game you got or the two video games the the pc yeah. game and then the one that came out on consoles uh you got the online game you got uh yeah you got the Horrorland series uh which i mean it it kind of acts as a sequel but also not that's the weird thing about Horrorland. i know we've been up until this point we've been saying it's kind of sequels to the original books but at the same time it's kind of like is it though yeah i don't know it feels like that a bit but like yeah we, we got to talk about those video games in a future episode 100 percent. yeah i mean we kind of did in uh in a past episode but we got to go more in depth uh about yeah. horrorland we'll probably do a whole episode about horrorland and just talking just about that like, one day yeah, just just talk about just talk about Horrorland and all about that stuff. Oh, but um, we gotta try and get Jeff Goldblum on if we do that. <laughs> How did you like playing a vampire in the Goosebumps game? You're probably be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, he knows awesome about. Well, he owned up to it. Knowing Jeff Goldblum, he would he would own it. Um, he would. He'd be like, yeah, it was the best. <laughs> let's talk about another weird sequel in the series 2000s. Uh, they did return to Ghost Camp, uh, which I know you said, Bjorn, that it's your probably one of your favorite covers is Return to Ghost Camp. Oh, it's got a great cover. Like it's scary as shit. As a kid, really? I hated that. Didn't like look at it. Now I, I haven't like... read Return to Ghost Camp, but is it actually the same characters from the first one, or is it different characters? For Return to Ghost Camp. Yeah. Yeah. 
It is the same? Okay. I, I heard somewhere that it was different. It was one of those situations where it's different characters. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I oh, haven't read that one, but I just Last thought that was... Last time I read it was... Someone might have to Google that. I haven't read it in, like, 10 years. 12 years. Yeah, I haven't read it in ever, so... <laughs> I don't know. You never read that book? I haven't. It's, I've I, never I, read I it. Probably should. I just thought it was a weird choice for a sequel. It's like Harleen, Monster Blood, Nylon Dummy, Ghost Camp. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Ghost Camp's like a good book from what I've heard. Oh, it is a good book. I just, I don't know. It's just not one I would really pick to have a sequel it's, to. It's a very creepy book. Like, it's one of, it's, it's, it's a, it's a ghost story, obviously. And it's, it's one of those like real eerie and it's Dark a camp story. Stein loves camp and, stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he loves it. I mean, it's like he likes goo for some reason because even in Ghost Camp, when goo. they wake up, they would see the random goo puddles outside the beds. And it's like, okay, like he what's likes the goo and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, slime in the '90s, though. I mean, because then Nickelodeon yeah, stuff and. You know, it was just slime everywhere, dude. I mean, it was it was just how it was. We even got uh-huh. a sequel to a Creature Teacher from Series 2000. You got Series 2000 Creature final Teacher, exam. and then in Most Wanted, we got uh, Creature Teacher: The Final Exam, which yeah. I remember when that book was announced, and I was like, "Wow, that's cool! I'm excited to read that." I wasn't. Yeah, I was more excited than that. I was for doctor maniac we'll see you series now books I, I actually enjoyed i haven't read all the series 2000 books yet but i enjoyed creature teacher yeah uh, creature teacher was a great book and what, you know from like, what i've read of series 2000 but rl stein didn't apparently enjoy writing that one as yeah. we found out at that panel uh yeah but still i mean uh series 2000 had some some great sequels you know and that's what we talked about earlier with slappy's nightmare and uh, Return to Ghost Camp now, and I and mean, Return to it, Horrorland. Return to Horrorland was a pretty good book. So it, um, it was a it was a good time to put different series in there, and that's why I kind of wish it could have continued. Well, and even give yourself goosebumps, Scott. Uh, a few sequels. Technically, there was a sequel to the very first Give Yourself Goosebumps: Return to the Carnival of Horrors, um, which I don't know if it really had any like connection, but it was just like it's weird to have a sequel. To a give yourself goosebumps. Right. Uh, but then you also had Terror Tower. And yeah, there were sequels to, to other Tower. books in Give Yourself Goosebumps, like Return to Terror Tower. Um, they had the same characters back, but it's one of those obviously give yourself goosebumps. Is you are the main character, you're making the decisions. The other characters are just right there next to it. Yeah, that's a great cover. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't. It's, the, the it's not the same the protagonist, player. by the way. I couldn't. I honestly could not remember, but I. For some reason, I was thinking it was, but then I've just checked now. It's definitely not. I, was, I, def- I thought so. I heard somewhere that it was different protagonist yeah. this time. I was so. thinking I was thinking a different book, honestly. And then I was like, yeah. I need to just I need to double check that just just for this <laughs> right here <laughs> for my yeah. conscience, man. Like, but um, yeah, no, the cover art. I think Tim just knocked it out of the ballpark with creepy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, As most yeah, of the like series two thousand, it doesn't even look like human. I don't think I know, it's like series 2000. It reminds me kind of of the werewolf from um, Harry Potter, Lupin, when he's yeah, kind of like mid kind of like transforming. That. Yeah. It's just freaky, man. Like, I love, I, I, this book scared me as a kid just looking at it. And I was like, Ugh. I, I remember there's a book single there, like, series 2000. 2000 cover that Tim did not like miss on. I think they were all just like phenomenal. 
Um, he is God. Tim Jacobus is God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we even uh, we even got a sequel to Invasion of the Body Squeezers and Give Yourself Goosebumps with Return of the Body Squeezers or uh, yeah, something like that. And they had the, the blue ones in there. That was a great cover, the blue Body Squeezers. Yeah, that was one I actually really, because uh, those were the, at least the, the two original, part one and part two were early to series 2000 books. Uh, I think oh, yeah. they were, they were two and three, if I remember right. Um, so they were very early. But to get those and then have combining covers, because I think that's the first time we ever had combining covers. You know, if you guys go back and watch our episode, Talk with Tim, funny story about that. But we also you know, got the chance to see those covers together growing up. But man, like, uh, I wish they could have done more with books like that. If it was a part mm-hmm. one or even a sequel, like if you're going to use the same characters or even if you weren't like, it'd be really cool just to have like a connecting book cover to have one piece of art. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Um, and I think there's one more sequel we can talk about. Um, it's really not, one that I have a lot of thoughts on is we had a uh, doctor, Doctor Maniac versus Rob Schwartz, and then Doctor Maniac oh, we're seeing yeah. now. It's like I, I don't I'm care for either, either book. I don't care for Doctor Maniac, and right. I just I didn't understand why they did another sequel. Why they did another one? I don't know. I just the whole video game angle in some Goosebumps books just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't gel. Doesn't gel. I feel like Attack of the Mutant did a evil supervillain better than Doctor Maniac did. (laughs) Yeah. I knew you were gonna do that. Yes, mutant man. But um. Well, I think before we wrap up tonight, I think we should talk about uh the Goosebumps books that we wish had a sequel because I know I have my own pick. Um, I personally would have liked to have seen the werewolf of fever swamp get a sequel um because i personally would have loved it because the ending of that book is grady is now a werewolf um i would have liked it if they actually had a sequel book um where they said they explained more about fever swamp and maybe the werewolf curse was actually a fever and there was more than one person like there was more than one werewolf and maybe there's like a clan of some kind Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was a there was actually a comic, uh, a Goosebumps comic, that's connected to Fever Swamp, and I think they did something yeah. like that. Um, so I mean, I guess kind of got my wish, swamp? but it was Secrets, Secrets of the, of the swamp. swamp. It was a it was yeah. a comic series by IDW Comics, um, and it was pretty decent. But um, yeah, if I really had to pick like a sequel in book form, I would say Where of Fever Swamp. Yeah, definitely. So for me, I have two. My first pick. Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. I'd like this to be a cool sequel. Like, my idea for it maybe is, like, have it where Drew and Walker are now adults and they have kids of their own and these Jack-O-Lantern creatures come, the, the, the aliens of Shane and Shauna come back to, like, and they have to try and protect their kids from being taken or eaten or something like that. Like, that'd be kind of cool. And my mm-hmm. other one yeah. was Cuckoo Clock of Doom. I feel like this would Hell be kind yeah. of to do, like, a kind of a sequel maybe with even with michael or maybe even a new protagonist messing with the cuckoo clock i don't know but yeah you know you could do something along just yeah do like a night loving dummy thing just have the cuckoo clock with a new family and have this new character have on his own little cuckoo clock adventure you know what's funny i like the 
I kind of liked what they did in the reboot at first with the Cuckoo Clock of Doom, uh, with sort of the Groundhog Day effect, mm-hmm. where like yeah. you couldn't you couldn't leave the house, like Unless if you tried to some... leave you would uh, you would like restart the whole thing. Yeah, and you so have to basically do, like, a trapped. certain thing in order to break the loop. Yeah. yeah, but um, I liked that idea. I just wish they didn't do the whole stupid clone thing. <laughs> yeah, I think that the clone thing would have worked, but not with Cuckoo Clock. Clone thing would have worked better with Let's Get Invisible. Let's like, Get Invisible, yeah. Or, or like even like uh, I'm Your Evil Twin kind of a deal. Yeah. <clears throat> like it's like oh, my Let's Get Invisible would be a really good sequel too. But yeah, because I did a collab yeah. with Bjorn about like our ideas for how we pitch a Goosebumps reboot, and like my idea for Let's Get Invisible was like do the same thing like Cuckoo Clock could do, but like maybe have the main character get trapped in the mirror by his reflection. And then to like add on something to because like show kind of adds on to abilities, give the reflections the ability to go up to other mirrors and pull their own reflection out with it and like just make this giant army of these things. Like that would be mm. so creepy. Mirror clones. Yeah. And then like at the end, like all the reflections can get killed, but then all the other ones that look no because then there's the reflections of the reflections that look like the normal person. So that'd be then, even harder uh, to differentiate. The issue of like which one's the real one. And then they all, you know, get pissed off saying, I'm the real one, and then they fight each other. So yeah. if you've watched uh, Invincible, that's, like, one of the, my favorite shows right now. Uh, so that was a theme that was in there, is this guy kept, this supervillain kept cloning himself, but then the new one that would come around says it was the original. But now, because he's cloned himself so many times, they don't really know which one is the original. That's, <laughs> so the, that's the meme in, uh, what was that? That was the scene in Minions? Where this guy clones himself, and then they kill the original, and they're like, oh, God, we killed the original, and then they all die. <laughs> oh, man. Well, sequels, right? Yeah. I mean, for my first sequel, I'd love to see Chicken Chicken. Uh, that would be, I think, a really good book to do a, to do a sequel to. <laughs> no. That'd be, like, 15 sequels. I mean, like, they could do it, honestly. Like, with the way, like, when Vesta was just Pig, Pig, the sequel could just be Pig, Pig. <laughs> Have the same characters transforming into pigs this time. Same story, everything. It's just they're turning into pigs instead of chickens. They should just, the, the, the cover art should just be, like, literally the same as Chicken Chicken, just with a pig. Mm-hmm. So just put the same face on it. <laughs> Cow, cow. In the Goosebumps Old McDonald series, we'll have a new <laughs> picture. Yeah, that oh. should be the next Goosebumps series is Goosebumps Old McDonald, and it's just a bunch of freaking chicken chicken sequels. <laughs> oh, God. No, well, my main one, obviously, is the Horror Cam Jelly Jam. Mm-hmm. No explanation needed other than it's my favorite Goosebumps book. Okay, it has been my entire life. I love the story. I love everything about it. King Jelly Jam, I think, is just great. A big, giant purple monster that smells so bad that he literally dies from his own odor when they stop cleaning him. I'm like, come on. (laughs) That thing is just awesome. I love it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Horror Camp Jelly Jam is, like, the number one pick. I want a sequel. And Stein, come on. In the House of Shivers series, just give us us another Horror Camp Jelly Jam uh, sequel. Make Um, him smell himself uh, again. (laughs) Yeah. I just, it's not even so much like the villain in that book. It's just the way he wrote it. It's just creepy. It's another book that's very eerie. And that's what yeah. I love. It, it gives that, when you read it, you're like, ugh, these counselors are creepy as fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're always like watching you. Like when he pulls her out of the water and he's like, I know that you slowed down on purpose. Like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, like yeah. things like that just get to me. I don't know what it is. Um, uh, But yeah, no, I, Horror Camp Jelly Jam is 
that's number one that I, I would love to see a sequel for. In terms of another book that I'd want to see a sequel for, I mean, oh god, I'm probably I'm probably with Attack of the Jacket Lands as well. I would love to see a sequel to that. Um, yeah, I think that's there's so much more of a story to be told there. You know, like just the way it ends. You know, even like I just think that you could just continue that. There's so much more you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of that is just creepy, man. It's just yeah, I think. Attack of the Jack O'Lanterns would probably be my second choice for a, a sequel. I, I'd love that, you know. Who doesn't love a good Halloween story? Yeah. Nick, what I'm do you got? I'm with Micah on that one. <laughs> oh, well, you know, all mine were taken, so. Oh. Oh. Oh, where were you got a backup pick? Attack of the Jack O'Lanterns, because I'm a big Halloween enthusiast. You know, that is legit my lifestyle. So, Honorable I mean. Honorable mention. Oh, see, that's, that's tough now because I already had mine lined up and everybody took them. Oh, oh man. That's fun, Nick. You know, even though, like, it, I don't know what they would do with it, but I really love the story for Welcome to Camp Nightmare. I would, yeah. like, I would like a sequel to that somehow. Yeah. I don't know. But, I think we'll... I mean, yeah. I, I really, honestly, I really do like um, you know, Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, and I really like... That'd be a good uh, one. Yeah, I, I really like Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, and... Um, you Can't Scare Me. You Can't Scare Me is a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, another operation I have. Welcome to Dead House. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we nearly got that. We nearly what about got a, that. Uh, Stay Out of the Basement? Stay Out of the Basement would be another good sequel. I mean, one. that's another good one that deals with clones, like... Honestly, one thing I wish they did in the episode, because you remember how uh, Margaret, she says she cuts her hand on like a thorn or something like that. I would have liked it if at the end, instead of the dad being the flowers, it's actually Margaret's voice coming out of there. Yeah, that'd be good. Like all of a sudden there's like these Margaret clones. I would have liked that for a sequel to Stay Out of the Basement. Yeah, especially since the dad said that's how he, you know, that whole mixture happened, you know, his, his blood got mixed in with and then it created this monster. So hers doing that too would have been really neat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or the twist, this, or the twist being like Margaret was replaced, you know, near the end, but nobody knew it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd sort love, of this, I, like, I, mean, though, I love them to return to Dark Falls. That would be great. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. Like the fact that we nearly got it with Goosebumps Gold, Happy Holidays from Dead House. Like we nearly got a sequel. Like why has Stein never thought to revisit that? I feel like from what I've heard from Stein, Scream of the Haunted Mask was kind of similar to the plot for Haunted Mask Lives, apparently. Oh, okay. So it is true. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. But you never know. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, that's all the time we have for today's episode of the Goosebumps Crew podcast. I want to thank all of my Goosebumps cohorts for being with us again. Bjorn Palak, Goosebumps Aussie fan, Nick Shaw, Shawin, Micah, Ultimate Goosebumps man. Go ahead and give them a follow on their YouTubes and their social medias. They really do deserve it. And, of course, give us a sub over here at the Goosebumps channel for more Goosebumps videos and episodes of the Goosebumps Group podcast. We are also now available on Spotify, so go ahead and check us out at Spotify. I'll include a link in the description below. Go give us a listen over there. Give us a follow. New episodes will be uploaded succinctly with YouTube uploads. And uh, we will be back for another episode this uh, holiday season. I mean, uh, Christmas is coming up in just a few days. We'll have a special Christmas episode coming out 
and then next week we're going to be talking some Goosebumps physical media and how we would pitch a Goosebumps reboot. So if you guys want to check that out, go ahead and give us a sub over here at the Goosebumps channel. But for now, this is the Goosebumps channel wishing you all to have a very scary day. Thank you.